0: Welcome, my squires. I hope you are enjoying your new armaments, for we need them to take over the castle of Glinfendel. Okay, okay. Now remember
1: what we talked about.
2: What do we talk about?
1: What we talked about we're gonna we're gonna just make our case. You gotta back me right, up right, here. Right, right, this has right. to be a United Front. Right. Uh yes, thank you, Viscount. Thank thank so, you, thank you, Viscount so for seeing us. What
0: do you think of your big gleaming shoulder pads?
1: That is, okay, so I actually wanted to talk to you for a minute
0: about that, if we could have your time. They, they do gleam. They gleam. No one's of denying course, how much they gleam. The needs of my men are second only to the needs of the beautiful maiden, who will soon find me much beloved due to my extreme drapery.
1: Yes, we've all read the poems. I agree. I've seen your drapes. It's, <laughs> yes, but as They as match members, my other finer drapes. But as members of the insidious Purple Scarab Knights- I haven't seen his carpet. I have to ask you if it wouldn't be better for us to have armor that is a bit more ergonomically designed. We're getting hammered out there (laughs) on the battlefield, and...
0: Oh, my good Sir Oren, you do not understand the importance of fashion in intimidating one's foes. Look, look at that... Uh, a chiseled, statuesque parrot that is put upon your shoulder. Tell me that that does not strike fear into the hearts of men. It fear, fear,
1: yes, into it, the hearts. Well, of, well, I mean, maybe not some them, fear, not but them. it also it strikes fear into my heart
2: because well, it they, strikes my head,
1: and it also strikes our heads. yet. when you like, like
2: raise your arm, like look, look, it like hits you, it pecks at you.
1: There's many things that can be stricken in a battle, and none of them should
0: be coming from this parrot. So. so Sir Bunderbund, tell me, do you feel this way as well? Do you tell me that your shin guards, incredible defensive uh, uh, pieces of armor that protect your legs, are not more effective now that I've tied them
2: together? Well, they are, they are effective, yes. But, we see, sometimes you sweat. Yeah, and there's no for that sweat to go. It, it gets a little muddy down there. There's a
1: lot of chafing. My downstairs looks like a
0: crimson bayolet, I tell you what. It's no good. No place for such slovenliness in my holy armaments. My grand troops, we shall be the stuff of poetry. Yes, and we've all read your poetry. I just...
1: At least do something about the helmets. They are easily two-thirds of the weight
0: of our entire armor set. Have you heard my new poems about the helmets? And maybe, like,
2: one isolate? Can we do one?
1: Yeah, I don't know if you were catering to, like... Either the blind or spider people, because depending on which helmet you get, it's either
0: no eye slits or eight. Two eyes divide us. One slit, insufficient for our third eye to breathe free from, of course, then, the back of the head.
1: Right, and where then the fourth and the sixth, sixth
0: eyes. Yeah.
1: I again we we read your poetry. We read your poetry. I think the Lady Glintfendel is going to be very impressed. But it, we really just need some more practical armor pieces. Now
0: what can you do for us? I must say that this is quite distressing, but I put the needs of my men very high, but tell me, please tell me, that you will not be upset at keeping in those extremely large catheters.
3: I guess
1: catheter is a good button. That's a good I find sentence. that
0: the catheter... I find the catheters are good conversation, Ender, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. That's how I get out of most of my meetings these days. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Cast. My name is Ben.
0: My name is
2: Zane. And I'm Ulysses.
1: And welcome back for... Uh, this is the podcast where we review old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults. And today... Still got it. You still got it. 146 episodes in. Never did it right once. Uh, and today we are watching an anime, the
0: anime known as Berserk. Yeah, well, welcome back, Ulysses. Good to see you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna do my do my bit real quick. <clears throat> in this world, is the destiny of podcasts controlled by some transcendental egg? Is it like the hand of Ben hovering above? At least it is true that Zane has no control, even over the Carton cast.
1: That's 100% true. I spent the <laughs> 12, 15 or so seconds uh, to uh, that you were doing that to try to check to see if we got a comment on this, and I don't know if we did. <laughs> but I guess I always forget. Ooh, what's this
0: online promotion? Okay. Oh, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> Never yeah so mind. Bamboo um, Stewart. <laughs> Berserk, uh, famous manga. Somewhat famous anime with a number of adaptations. We are focusing on the 1997 one, but I know Ben has a lot of feelings about this series in general, so we might jump around a bit. Um, and Ulysses, what 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 brought you into this?
2: Uh, I watched Berserk a few years ago, I guess, the original 1997 I anime. believe I coaxed you into it, yes. I think it was one I'd always wanted to watch it. I just never got around to it. I think maybe in college I started to watch it, gave up because it looked horrible, and mm-hmm. then tried again later and loved it.
1: That makes sense. Uh-huh. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, like I, I, definitely. So the 1997 anime Berserk definitely looks pretty rudimentary in terms of animation. Lots of still frames and uh, not a lot of moving animation. I get the feeling like it was pretty budget in place in that in that particular sphere. Um, I definitely come to it from the storytelling. Perspective mm-hmm. And also like the atmospheric design of the entire thing, which is very well realized from the original manga made by Kentaro Miura. And th- mm-hmm. this manga has been running legendarily long. Like it started yeah in... since
0: 1989 at the end of the beefy dudes era of anime. <laughs> right.
1: Which, which is which explains a few things about <laughs> Guts, uh, the main character's construction. But that manga is still going on to this day. Really? Yeah.
0: I believe so. Damn. Yeah, yeah. There's been a number of long hiatuses, and the creator mm-hmm. has gone on that record boat. as saying, like, yeah, I kind of don't love it anymore. I'll probably finish it at some point, but then just kind of doesn't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, the the manga itself has several major arcs. The anime only really deals with the, the first big one, the Golden Age arc, which sets up the major characters and themes.
1: And, you know, as you had said, Zane, I, I do have a familiarity beyond just the Golden Age arc. But I would say that I don't love Berserk except for the Golden Age arc, partly because oh. I think the anime is just very well realized. Um, Interesting. And and uh, I, I think it's fairly self consistent or or com- a complete story on its own, even though the edges are a little bit uh, unwieldy.
0: I I I find myself disagreeing with you on a number of those points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, well I. Fun. I, uh, you know, I also watched this in, this entire anime. I haven't had a chance to read the manga, but I think I would much prefer it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, to give kind of my experience as well, um, my history with it is that I encountered Berserk in college during my first kind of big anime phase when I encountered, like, all my favorite dubs, Bakano, Gurren Lagann, all of those. Berserk was right in there with all the other ones, so it, it left a pretty big impression to me. Um one, in terms of how to do a depressive European military atmosphere. God, it's so depressing. It's so depressing. <laughs> it is extremely bleak. I love how bleak it is. Um, but that's kind of an aesthetic that I really enjoy. Like Dark Souls, obviously, takes a lot mm. of in- interpretation from it. For an- another less specifically cogent to this podcast example, uh, Game of Thrones is also a, a pretty similar style dark
0: of fantasy. dark fantasy. Yeah, but, and this one sort of is like most of this anime is like Game of Thrones before it got to Game of Thrones-y, and then the last bit is Game of Thrones way after it got to Game of Thrones-y.
1: <laughs> but it, the other reason that I really love this is because the character uh, conception and, and construction is so strong. The character huh. storytelling is extremely good, and it hits that, that vulnerable hero archetype that I really dig. Like... I don't know if you happen to feel this way, but a lot of what I love about Dresden Files is that he is so clearly hurting, like mm-hmm. all of the time. And that informs his character and how he operates. And he's not, he's, he's, he's a little anti hero, right? Just sure. like Guts sure. is. He's not mm-hmm. pristine. You can tell his heart's in the right place, but, you know, there's definitely some weaknesses there. That's the thing that they uh, did an- with animation in um, Samurai Jack. You'd have him occasionally angry, you'd have him get beat up a lot. Same thing kind of happens with uh with the main character here, and it's well realized depiction of that. Uh, it's not that just the
2: main type. character; it's the three. That's right? true. It's the the triad there. That's yeah. Very but, significant.
1: Yeah, and then they all kind of behave on that theme in, in different ways that I'll get into in a bit. But but that's yeah. my kind of uh, experience with it. Um, Zane, what were you thinking <coughs> when you started? encountering this the first time
0: you know i knew that it was going that it was an inspiration for dark souls i knew that it was in the dark medieval fantasy that i tend to enjoy um i don't know i kind of expected the turn so so this show a lot of it is like you know these these mercenary band trying to make a name for themselves there's a lot of violence and murder and gore Mm -hmm. and then at some point The plot changes, and these people now have to deal with, like, demons. And I kind of expected that turn to happen a lot faster. Um, And so I kept on, like, waiting. I'm like, I know just hidden around the bend some really (laughs) cool stuff's going to happen. And it just, by the time it happened, the show had kind of used up a lot of my goodwill. And Mm. there was not enough space left for me to actually enjoy the demon stuff. Because I'm like, I'm going to need closure, and I'm not going to get it.
1: (laughs) I I can totally... Relate to that? I think I, it just hit me in the right era where I was very patient for a lot of the military stuff, it, mm-hmm. especially because the interpersonal, like, uh, it, like the interpersonal connections, the relationships that are formed in the build-up, are
0: in and of themselves very strong. And I think,
1: like, pretty well. well yeah, realized. I mean, now
2: looking back, the military stuff was was really the high point. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm it like, just... I'm like the opposite of using. Like, I love the <laughs> first bit, and then everything changed and i'm so sad about it
1: whereas like i think i've always had this conception of you know berserk is longer than just this anime so even though i'm only considering just the the, this first season anime right now i think that like i was able to view it in context of well this isn't the full story and i can just kind of enjoy it in this part even though like as i said it's it's a little unwieldy the way that it's told my
0: my um my reading of people's reception to this show is that like it had movies that kind of did everything in much more condensed form and most people say like yeah It's those are fine, but you really want to watch the whole thing I think I probably would have enjoyed it the other mm. way the, the whole night stuff takes So long it's such a slow burn for me mm. and then it felt like it blew its load all at the end And now I'm left kind of both nostalgic for the long bits that were good and like why didn't we see the, the you you, we need, we need you ended kids. the movie right as we entered the death star right why would right. you do that
2: <laughs> i i can definitely see what you mean by that um that might not be entirely like maybe they intended to make the next arc 2 and it just didn't happen right it's always
1: like, difficult when you yeah. try to sequel bait i don't feel like it was sequel baiting i feel like that wraps up that arc yeah. arc that that part of Guts' life yeah. very con-
0: Consistent. Yeah, because like, the, the very first episode is like where the show ends, kind of yeah. Yeah. like yeah, a it's dark it's warrior done. duck sort
1: it's of. It's all a flashback, thing. right? From like, right. Um, just to touch on a couple other things, they made other anime of Berserk following the next couple of arcs mm-hmm. in 2016. Uh, they made the they, they started on the second big arc of Berserk. Um, it's widely considered pretty not good. I'll leave that to the <laughs> listener to be the judge, but uh, I did not. Wa- I tried to watch some of it and got pretty pretty fed up. I don't know why the presentation bugged me so much. You could say just ah, CGI terrible, but I you know I don't feel that way in general. I, I think that it was just a matter of direction and intent, and it feels like it missed a lot of that really strong character work that the original 1997 anime had.
2: I feel like I kind of want to watch it just just like Zane said to get some closure. It doesn't happen. It just Ugh. it just
1: gives you it just this uh, is worse. It just opens up more oozing orifices.
0: Yeah, might my. It's my just got lots I, of those. I read, I read some very good synopsis. I read and some oozing. plot synopses, and it seemed like you know after this big momentous explanation of the underpinnings of this universe, it just goes back into like okay, instead of knight commander of the week, it's demon of the week, and sure. nothing really changes to the overall uh, way that this works. It's
1: got some of those. Uh, trappings of like dickens making uh making great expectations as long as possible because he really wanted to (laughs) pad it out um and it didn't didn't really go anywhere for a while but uh i I do get the feeling like uh if he kind of thought it through from the very beginning he might have planned that out a bit more it feels like this was his heyday where he was super into the entire concept he knew just enough in his writing process going forward that he could kind of mantle everything together And then Mm -hmm. somewhere, somewhere later on, he kind of, kind of fell off of it. Yeah, I think that that uh, is why I think that this part is maybe the best part of the Berserk story. It is the most constant, most consistent. Yes, the supernatural happens, but I don't think it really uh, detracts from the drama.
0: This is where the execution reaches roughly the same heights as the idea. Mm -hmm. I I think that's, I think that's accurate. Yeah. So, Ben, why don't we why don't we talk about that idea and what this is about and why it's compelling?
1: Um, well, I, I don't know if you agree with me, but the main thing that I got out of this show was this kind of, uh, and may- maybe this isn't the right place to to point it out, but I think the main thing that they were trying to explain is that attachment equals weakness, and in order to kind of pursue a goal you have to sacrifice so it's it's like this theme of sacrifice makes you stronger but it makes you give up the things that matter most to you i think that that is one of the more consistent themes and it's carried out through both the cosmology and also through like the individual personal connections that people have to sever in order to move forward
0: yeah, there's a lot of very strong theming in this show. I kind of meant more like what is actually happening.
1: Oh, you want to you wanna, you want right. want to, run down to the plot? <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> it, it, that is not what your sentence sounded like, and maybe that's my bad. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm with you, Relford.
1: Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, I'm with you, fellas. All right, so uh, before we get into the plot, I do want to mention that, as you had said, there's a lot of gr- gritty, gross violence stuff. I'm going to give a blanket content warning. There is a lot of violence... War scenes and also like sexual assaults, straight up rape uh, nope. and torture scenes. Yep. So it, you know, general content warning for all of that. And yeah, we're also it, going it's... to discuss the entirety of the plot.
2: So spo- blanket spoiler blanket warning.
1: spoiler warning. Yeah. Um, it's it,
0: like yeah. comparing to like Game of Thrones. It's a little more gruesome, but gr- uh, a little yeah, bit it's gruesome, a very but gruesome, but a little less gratuitous. Like, no, it, I wouldn't it's say it's gratuitous. It's done for a purpose. But the actual stuff that's happening is like pretty warm. grosser and bigger, and it's more bloodier. visceral. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: more visceral. You care more about the characters than I ever cared about,
2: like Tyrion Lannister. I guess for instance. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I can't speak to that. Sure, though. like I mean, because you're a better person than us. Listen, yeah. Tyrion's pretty. <laughs> no, we know but,
1: but yeah, you you do care. I, at least I cared deeply about these characters mm-hmm. when we get to the point at which some very terrible things happen, and it it is pretty hard to watch Mm -hmm. um but as you said it it doesn't feel gratuitous it feels purposeful um so yeah and and as i said that you know there is like kind of this big sacrifice equals ambition theme and that sacrifice would be pointless unless you lost something that was really important so it's it's intentional that they are building all these characters up as people you love and then giving you a bunch of gut punches To briefly explain the overview of the plot, the, like, the setting is that our kingdom, our main kingdom, Midland, is in a hundred years long war with the Empire of Tudor, where it's a time where knights and nobles conscript mercenaries to fight their war effort. Um, through the course of the war, the Band of the Hawk, which is our main mercen- mercenary group, plays a pivotal role in Midland's success um, and ultimately elevates them to nobility. Through the course of this campaign, the leader of the Hawks, Griffith, uh, develops affections, quote-unquote affections, for one of his commanders, Guts, our point-of-view character, and mercenary who is badly damaged from everything. True. Like, everything bad happens to him.
0: Which is why he's the strongest, based, based on your uh, construction that you've dealt. Yeah, and I, which I think is kind of the point. Um, yeah. This this is where the um, giant sword-wielding archetype kind of comes from. Mm-hmm. So he is a very much a larger-than-life figure, and it is because he has had to overcome all of life.
1: Well, overcome it, maybe, but also, like, he carries it as a burden. Like, nobody mm-hmm. else
0: could carry these
1: gigantic weapons because they haven't suffered as much. Like, I sure. think that visual metaphor of how much this person has gone through has made them strong, but it also makes them carry this burden. Sure. Yeah,
0: you're right. This, this one-handed demon slayer is very much a Christ-like figure. There you go. Yeah. Um, The relationship ultimately causes Griffith to make an appeal to a
1: supernatural entity by betraying his comrades in arms. And we just fucking stop at that (laughs) point. Which I
0: like kind of only barely understood at the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like by the time I understood what was going on,
0: we were knee deep in demon murder. Yep.
1: Watching it for, like, probably the eighth time, I understood it perfectly, and it does get better with, like, repeated viewing because you have context for everything that's going on, but mm-hmm. that is a big ask.
2: Yeah, that was, that was uh, quite the TLDR. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to split the, it into um,
1: parts so that maybe you guys can comment on your experiences through
0: each kind of subsection
3: of
1: it. I do
0: want to also lay the groundwork of the third major character, Casca, Yes, who is uh, Griffith's uh female second-in-command. She's, like, the only... Woman night mm-hmm. uh, just in general and she also has a much darker skin than everyone else and so she is like this outsider outcast um, aspirational type of, of Character and she forms a central love triangle with the other two So there, there are a mm-hmm. lot of interesting things about her by virtue of who she is and what she's doing Her own character moments kind of came and went depending on whether or not she needed to be victimized
1: it, it, Which is like a little bit frustrating while at the same time not being entirely unrealistic you know, the fact yeah, that she it, is yeah, a I woman, it. It, yeah, the fact that she's a woman in this place and everyone keeps on t- you know, walking up to her and pointing and being like, you are a woman. Yeah. What's up with that sword? You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not nice. It is like patriarchal and misogynistic, but it's a medieval European
2: setting. Yeah, that's kind of what you expect, right? So
1: it's, you know, more, more or less reasonable. I did do a
2: Casca cosplay in Dark Souls 2 or 3. Oh, in yeah. Yeah. I got the sweet, like, cape with the armor and a sword and board, and it was pretty fun.
1: You also nice. did it in uh, Monster Hunter and had your little cat.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. I, I named my hunter in Monster Hunter, <laughs> Costco and I named the little cat you have. I made a black cat named Guts. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. How is
2: Monster Hunter? I've, I've
0: thought about getting into Monster it. Monster Hunter World is amazing. That's what I figured. I'm waiting, waiting for it for, to go to Switch. It's
2: fabulous.
1: It's not know. my type of game. Games only go on the good. Switch I, now. I can't, really I can't handle open world like that.
2: It's really good. Even Breath
1: of the Wild is like, uh, I don't know, man. There's way too many collectibles yeah, here. That,
2: like That game That game also has giant sword. It has a gut sword in it.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing, is that this is a very influential piece of media. Yeah. You see an uh, anime boy with a big
2: sword. It's that, probably a guts. Yep. I like how guts sword is literally in every Dark Souls game. Oh yeah, like his actual, just his sword is there. Yeah, Dragon Slayer. Yeah, not not that one, just the regular one. Oh, just the claymore. Yeah, he just has the starting like the the, the big one, with, like the the bars on the bottom. Right. Yeah. The yeah. His is like a first sword before he gets the fancy one.
1: Yeah, the Buster sword or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it was kind of like that. So yeah, it is it is definitely really influential. Uh, just as a quick uh, quick aside berserk is also influential in one other huge capacity which maybe didn't register at the time but like i think in recollection given how many you know sports anime like rivalries tinged with homosexual attraction we have in like every sports anime these days i I feel like this was maybe one of the first (laughs) examples of very clear homoeroticism in in anime Hmm. zane do you have like a a you know a hot take on
0: like did you expect this i guess is my point this may surprise you i was reminded of the uh movie strangers on a train <laughs> i, don't know, that I don't know that this is the uh hitchcock film where a man is fed up with his wife and this extremely interested guy on a train says to him Oh, your, your wife's bothering you, huh? You know, it's an interesting thing about murder. They can only get you if you have a motive. But if two strangers who happen to meet on a train c- murdered the people that they were having trouble with, then it's fine. And it was just, like, <laughs> extremely homoerotic overtones, this idea huh. of sacrifice and trading your morals to get what somebody else wants. Like, I don't know why my mind went to it. There are, there are, all, there are no parallels, but that's kind of where <laughs> I went.
1: Yeah, I, thought, I mean, you know...
0: Uh, the nature I mean, of the relationship were like oh i I want to interact with this person because of their personal charisma, but there is something deep here that I'm not getting, and I should figure out before it kills me
1: yeah that that more it more like kind of made me think of like a a fight club vibe i mean as obvious as hmm. that is you know that uh that relationship between tyler durden and uh edward norton
2: fight club is the best homosexual rom-com ever made yeah
1: <laughs> like there there definitely <laughs> are overtones of that that is also deeply tinged with like this power dynamic of one person being literally in charge of another um so that that's that's kind of the reference that came i just to my felt like
2: guns and griffiths needed bone down and yeah. then Guts and Koska needed to bone down, and then all of them just together. Just the three of them. Yep. (laughs) Just get it over with, guys. For you, in the form of the internet. Right.
0: Um, This show actually, uh, or the manga, also was an inspiration for the video game series dynasty warriors and like that that genre because that's all about, Oh, you're one person who's very important and you can mow down a bunch of people all at once. It's sort of, it does have uh, that
1: romanticism of the battlefield kind of angle to it of like, we Mm -hmm. know all our chief characters in the band of the Hawk, which is our main mercenary group. They're all going to survive from battle to battle um, because that is not the point of the battle. The point of the (laughs) battle is not a realistic battle in general. It is to enhance drama and yeah. unless you can dramatically kill a person, then there's no point in killing a person.
0: Sure. So. The D and D aspect of these people seem to have plot armor for some reason, and we're not going to worry about. How why. does Rickert make it out alive? <laughs> does he
1: ride? <laughs> he must be yeah, like, right on dipping shoulders.
0: Yeah, I was too late. To, you know, I showed up late for the grand ball.
1: Oh gee, yeah. Oh geez, i, I sorry, man. I got the shits again. Just one of a three for hours. Oh geez, I missed the demon. battle. <laughs> That's rough. Okay, so anyway, with the content warning over, uh, let's go briefly through the plot kind of in arcs. And sure. maybe oh, you guys and we're going to talk me... about the
0: entire plot. What's that? We're going to talk about the entire plot. I don't know if we said that before. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, we, we did. Spoilers alert for everything.
1: So I, I want to get you guys encompassed in this kind of first arc. I'm going to leave the beginning episode out because, like... Although it's useful as like kind of a flash forward sort of thing before the entire rest of the thing is a flashback, which might be important. But like, I just don't think that it's that interesting or, you know, useful to talk about. I think the plot really starts in the, um, in the, in the, in Guts joining the Band of the Hawk. Basically Guts is... When when do
2: you get his like childhood scene? Is that...
1: It happens during his, like, indoctrination into the Band of the Hawk. It's a flashback
2: within a flashback. (laughs) Yeah, so... There's, like, some Dark Tower straight going on here. So, Mm -hmm.
1: Guts is accosted by some bandits. He's a strong mercenary dude, but he's a loner. Uh, Their leader, Griffith, the White Hawk Griffith, bests him in combat and conscripts him into the Band of the Hawk, a mercenary camp with rising distinction in the war effort. Over the course of the campaign, they gain favor with Midland and develop a bond. And there's also some supernatural throwdown with an honest-to-goodness demon, but we all forget about that for a while. So, that's yeah, kind I was of shocked that I forgot arc. about it. That's kind yep. of, yeah,
2: they don't... They, they, they do just peek it in there. They like. tease
1: it, and then they don't pay it off for a long time. Yeah. It makes me think that it wasn't like a well-paced adaptation consideration. Maybe. Like They did make some manga to anime... Uh, adaptation kind of choices sure. they got rid of believe it or not they got rid of some of the grosser scenes huh. hmm. uh, some of the more brutal violent depictions in this uh manga is is a little Worse. Bit, is even darker than wow. what we get um but yeah th- this this might have been just a, a weird pacing thing but i think that's kind of like the first big arc is guts getting used to this band of the hawk developing these relationships with griffith and Costca.
0: letting his guard down
1: yeah, and and going back to that, um, you know, attachment equals weakness. Thing is that his, to me, I think that his kind of beginner, his his origin story of being conscripted, he, he you know was born from a corpse hanging from a tree. Because, <laughs> because uh, okay, because <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, a little much, but all it's right, a little, it's a little much. Uh, he was, you know, he was raised kind of like Rickert does. He's he's raised in like a, a mercenary, mercenary band, camp, yeah, like kind of trained to be this. Uh, uh, this warrior from the, from childhood, but through the course of the events, like being sold as like, uh, you know, uh, being sold to someone, um, as you know, this, uh, to be, to be raped by one of the men in the camp verse, and also, um, being, a, a, having attempted murder on him by his foster father, you know, just like a bunch of terrible shit happening to him. He has... He, he went from being a little kid who trusted someone, and now he trusts no one as a mercenary. And that is kind of his armor. You know, that, that is his baggage. That's why he has that gigantic sword, metaphorically speaking, is to keep everyone kind of at a distance. Sure. Um, as he develops an attachment with the Band of the Hawk, he starts to open up again, accepting yeah. that vulnerability and again.
2: Because you see him at the start, like, they sit down in their campfire, and he just sits on the wall of the castle, like the editor that he is. Yes. Right? <laughs> Staring and then, like, at the moon. And, like, later, his later on, he's, like, you know, this, the, also a leader of the men. He, like, talks to them and, like, rallies them and stuff.
1: Every time, yeah. they, every time he talks to uh, Goku, the, the guy in the dub whose voice is Goku, uh, Gaston, every time he talks to Gaston, it's very cute, because yeah. they just, they adore this man, and yeah. he's just kind of, like, you know, roughly shaking him by the shoulder, and he's like, come on, let's go get a drink, guys.
0: Yeah, this is really
1: gratifying to watch him open up
0: this part of the show when he, you know, kind of starts letting his guard down um, It's it's taken to be this great thing like oh this very damaged abused individual is is finding a purpose You know, he explicitly says like I don't know what I'm living for I'm kind of just putting one foot in front of the other and then Here comes this Griffith guy who's showing me a path forward and something to believe in beyond myself and like it takes on a different tone in retrospect as we learn that Griffith is a bad dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and you realize, letters like, bad oh, dude. Yeah. this is how cults work. <laughs> yeah. And it totally worked on me because I was <laughs> like, man, these guys are going to be best friend squad forever.
1: <laughs> well, think about that with the, in, in relation to the attachment equals weakness thing. Like they are all loyal to him. But by, mm-hmm. by, you know, by necessity, you know, congregating together for strength. But that also makes them very vulnerable to the betrayal that he eventually does. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. Yeah, kind of turns out and bites him.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think about in, in general tones? Not like specific plot points, but like, what did you think of kind of like this first getting to know each other guts opening up kind of bit?
2: I certainly like the the like medieval soldiers hanging out together thing. Like, you know, I have extra interest in, you know, the, the sword fighting and the armor and stuff. So, like, watching just, you know, medieval mercenary band ride around and fight dudes is pretty good for me.
1: That's going to work? Even though, yeah. like, the fight choreography, I'm well, sure, was so, not terribly realistic. The first time I
2: watched it, I got to the episode where it shows him fighting that huge guy in the armor with the axe. you so. Yeah. And there's just a moment where he's just chopping at him, like... For three frames in a row, like three times. I was just like, I shut it off then because I couldn't handle it. Like, it was just so bad to look at. <laughs> and then the second time around, I was like, okay, I understand it looks bad. That doesn't mean I can't appreciate it. And I got, I got through it and then loved it.
1: Like the point th- where he like cracks the axe and the axe is going to decapitate him. But yeah. because, you know, it, it is cracked, it doesn't. And then Guts is able to get a killing blow. Like it might be a ridiculous moment combat choreography wise. But, like, it does sell the point of, like, Guts is unconcerned with his own safety. Yep. Um, so even if the combat moments don't make sense in and of themselves, in the broader context of, like, what they're trying to tell through the combat, I think it does work.
2: Well, it's not that the mm-hmm. like, combat's badges it looks bad. Yes. Like, just the animation is <laughs> not good. <laughs> that, that, like, that, that was it. That's is the only thing. It's just clearly not good. Yeah.
0: I thought they were pretty economical with the shots they decided to make and the cuts they decided to make and, like... I, it, it didn't stand out to me The way that it does in like a He-Man Like that very limited animation But done yeah. uh, less skillfully um, It The problem for me was more like The pacing like everything took way too Long and could have sure. been condensed um, But from this, this part of it uh, What really stood out to me is the time When uh, he and Griffith were fighting And Griffith was like you're going to join me And Guts is like hell no I'm not And they decided to settle it with a duel um, Griffith and then, rather
1: enjoys settling things by force if you just look at everything through that through that uh, through that frame
0: of homoeroticism, sure. every sentence gets better. <laughs> um, and Griffith, uh, you know, attacks with the sword and it's up in in Guts's face, and Guts just bites it in half. <laughs> um, that was pretty great. <laughs> every time Guts is just like, I'm
1: more metal than everyone. It's yep. <laughs> usually a pretty good
0: moment. Oh no, he doesn't. I, maybe he doesn't bite it in half, but he grabs he it with bites his bites it, it to on. immobilize him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To like limit his options, yep. Because like, if he in, in a fight, his body is collateral. Like,
0: you're yeah, the
1: yeah. only point that matters is your last one. Yep.
2: Like he uses his... and the other guys, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> the, the teeth are the oversized sword of the body, and so so guts put Griffith's sword in his mouth. Sure did. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Willfully, willingly. Yep. With, Griffith
0: Moving wasn't
1: on. expecting it, but he wasn't going to stop him. Oh <laughs> man.
0: I thought I thought Casca. Koska was like this was her the the time of the show when her character kind of shown the best because you can see both that oh you know this guy is definitely going to help our cause he's really strong but I'm jealous of the attention Griffith's giving to him and you know I've worked for so much and it seems like he's just doing everything so easily like I, I really related to her at this party. Yeah. and then at during the like power struggle and power seizing I was like oh Griffith is kind of you know Becoming most interesting, and then toward the end, Guts was was most interesting again when he wasn't just like I need to murder Raul all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, do we want to like maybe? Hmm, do we want to keep on going with plot, or should we like? Is there anything? I guess we can just keep talking. About I, I, think the characters this, I think this. I think this is a good way to
0: because it's not like most shows where there's a ton of characters. Like each of these band of the Hawk guys have a little bit to them. Um, yeah. I especially like the one guy who just like. Guts killed his buddy before the duel happened, and he never lets it go. The guy's oh, yeah. just an
2: asshole all the time, right? Corcus. Yeah. Corcus,
0: yes. Corcus is
1: one of my favorite characters. Oh, he's beautiful.
0: But um, aside from that, not a whole lot happens other than plot for a while. That That is true. I, I And the character wanna... growth is all based on the plot events, so I, I, don't, I don't mind going through plot-wise.
1: Okay. Sure. I, I do want to mention, since you brought up Casca, that she is both indebted, loyal, and in love with Griffith, kind mm-hmm. of in equal parts. Three and, uh, kinds of bonds. <laughs> And because Guts is, like, kind of the new, you know, kind hot of the, shit. The, new, the new hot shit in town, the new yeah. cocktees or what have you, um, He, you know, <laughs> that she she's feeling kind of snubbed, and she really takes that out on Guts for a while. Yep. It's unfortunate because, like, the plot also kind of reflects that. It, she doesn't get zero screen time, but it definitely focuses a lot on Guts and Griffith in those moments, which is sort of... Hmm the exact same thing that is also happening in Casca's mind is that she's sort of being forgotten in in some way and you can really see the manipulative behavior from Griffith start to mount as every time she's starting to feel like you know tossed aside Griffith will say something really like you know I really depend on you and put an arm on the shoulder like it really kind of does start to feel like an abusive relationship oh yeah sort of uh you know coaxing her back in when she starts to figure out how to leave yep I think it's
0: impressive how those like sinister moments only appear so in retrospect at least to me yeah, at the I time know. I was like oh he, he
2: hasn't forgotten her look at our
1: good boy Griffith yeah
2: yeah I don't think I noticed it until like afterwards when we talked about it some and broke it down right like
1: well he's a good swordsman and in the 80s era in which this was introduced good swordsman means you're a righteous guy yeah sure so, so.
2: yeah he's like you know his noble leader he's like you know got all these people following him so he must be good right yeah be, when uh, when did you realize Griffith was a bad guy
1: I don't even, I honestly, I this is too ingrained in my memory for me to really be able to, to remember that. Do you
2: have any idea? I don't think I didn't see it till the end, till it happened. Yeah? Like I didn't oh, I, it. Oh,
0: even after it happened, I was like an episode after he sacrificed all his men, and I'm like, did he really
1: mean to do that? Yeah, Griff did nothing wrong. we'll, we'll get well, into did, that. The demons <laughs>
0: made him do it. The,
1: the demons made him do it, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they definitely tempted him, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. All right, all right. All uh, right. Anyway, next section of the next big section of the plot is the military campaign mounts and Midland finally defeats Tudor in the Hundred Year War. This and is,
0: there's this one general who keeps popping up. Yeah, General is Adan. Just, what padding this man is in every sense.
1: Well, this is really interesting because it. Is a direct line to Dark Souls, where like it's serious most of the time and it's it grim r- most of the time. Real odd. Every so bits. often,
0: there's like Sigmire pops up. Oh ho!
1: Yeah, this is this is some real fart trombone character. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How did you guys feel about General Adon?
0: I, I Ulysses, I'm generally going to give you the first word on these. <laughs> sure. I'm trying to think. Like, like I thought were- he he was he was refreshing. Like, he he was a nice change of pace, and I was shocked that he kept popping up at, like, he kept on getting new jobs as yeah. the defender of the place they happened to be attacking.
3: It, it kind I didn't of does... understand
0: his, like, weird vampire boss. I didn't
2: understand, like, why he was powerful at all, but he had bigger armor. You know, he sold it. He reminded me of, like, General Grievous from, like, the Clone Wars, where, like... He's this buffoon that somehow gets defeated all the time, yet still is a good man, like, moves mm-hmm. from one post to the next, and, like...
1: He's a survi- He's, like, well, a political did you, survivor. Did you get there?
2: Like, what did you do?
1: It's almost like a commentary you know? on how uh, corrupt the system, or, or, like, how unfair the, the very unmerito- unmeritocratic uh, way that nobility is just in charge of armies. Sure. Because he, he's clearly not worth it. Yeah. Like, he's clearly not, not very good at what he does, so...
0: I mean, this is another big, like thematic and tonal thing that dark souls at least took a lot from this show which is like nothing about the world is good everything's just different varieties of bad yep
1: yeah they're they're all just struggling it's there's no point really there's no goal it's just struggle Mm -hmm. um yeah and sometimes
0: it's a righteous struggle but those don't usually work out
1: well, the, the fact that everything that you have to, in in order to attain anything, you have to sacrifice, which is another kind of big thrust of the show kind of cements that, you know, the, the character who actually wants to make something of this world to bring an order about is, you know, willing to sacrifice all his men as well, we'll get to in a minute. So like, it's, there's always a cost. It's never just like, there's going to be a hero by the end that overcomes the odds. That's, that's not mm-hmm. the... That's not the language this series traffics in.
0: Uh, a man who enlists all manner of people who are, uh, you know, who have been cast out of society and told that they're worthless, and he's rejuvenating them into a strong people with his struggle, or, or Kampf, as uh, you might say in the German. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Where's <are you> going?
1: <laughs> What's he doing? Just some Hitler. Just He's oh. just doing some Hitler. You know how it goes. Um, anyway, th- this plot arc in general just to, to kind of flesh it out a little bit more is that griffith is begins taking place more political matters he has an assassination attempt oh, taken yeah. out on him i think this is kind of one of the cool beats where uh guts uh has to assassinate the animal the the guy who tried to assassinate griffith
2: yeah mm-hmm. they're like in the palace right
1: yep yep and then I uh yep. and this is kind of what really colors guts major character growth is he kills the you know he kills he kills the target but also kills his son and like kinda a, goes through some shock.
2: The kid sees him do it and without thinking, Gus just stabs the kid with his giant sword, right? He's gotta kill the witness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he kinda is shocked and stumbles away and finds Griffith and finds Griffith announcing to Charlotte, the princess, because he's got designs on the throne. He and mm-hmm. he finds him announcing, you know, I, I value the people who are in my army, but they aren't really people to me because they have all given up their dreams in pursuit of mine. Yeah, And it, this is where it gets kind of philosophical wishy-washy a little bit in a way that is still thematically pretty cool. But he's like, you know, if a person is going to be my equal, they couldn't follow me. They would have to be pursuing their own dream. Right, yeah, he, he yeah. talks about dreams all the time. That's and, right. And this is where Guts, Guts definitely starts to kind of focus in on it, where it's like, I just killed a child. What am I doing following this person? Yeah, like, it doesn't even care. Yeah. Is this what he I wakes actually, up from the cult dream. Yep. Up until this and, point, he's only battled because it, like he's been in griffith's army because one he was forced to and two he just likes fighting and yeah. now he's starting to question whether that's the right thing for him to do
0: and and the way they play griffith during this time is like yeah he's gaining power and that sort of uh you know all these people are, are giving up their dreams to be with me you can read that and, it, and a lot of times i feel it tries to make you read that as like oh i have this responsibility and burden because all these people are counting on me you can read it sympathetically and yeah. I think, I think you that's have very to effective
1: the, I think you have to in some sense there's that one scene where Griffith is you know he sells his body to this Pederist count for you know funds for the war effort and you see you see him like bathing in the river afterward and like you know scratching his own flesh like he's clearly you know going through some, some difficult emotional stuff and then Casca, like, watches him, like, stop doing that. And, like, you can kind of see him saying, I have to leave th- this bit of humanity and emotion behind. If mm-hmm. I am going to attain my goal, I can't get hung up on things like this. Mm-hmm. And it's that yeah. sort of, I need to sacrifice being a human to attain a goal.
2: Yeah, I do, and I do recall thinking he's, like, oh, he's trying to, like, help the common people by, like, getting rid of the nobles and, like, empower them more. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, in order to do well for humanity, I have to abandon humanity, yeah. essentially. This, this it's got section, that sort of irony.
0: This section with the political intrigue was kind of the most interesting to me. It, it's very Game of Thronesy, but, like, it was the only time when, at the end of an episode, looking forward to the next one, I didn't know what would happen.
3: Yeah.
0: Every other time, it was kind of like, okay, whatever has been happening, it's going to be a little bit more of that.
1: It also looks really strange because the tra the the way this anime traffics is like we're really used to a battlefield we know a military like encampment we know all of that stuff we have all the shorthand for it being in a palace being like at a ball
2: is is weird it feels weird watching the band of the hawk show up in like dressing dressing finery yeah (laughs) and try to navigate a social setting like it was so funny
1: oh man all of their garb is just is just I love corcus's dumb hat yep that dumb triangle hat so with the feather he loves it um to, to, to kind of give a couple other points of reference for this general arc is after kind of his moment of shock guts uh goes out on the battlefield you know for for this other uh, it, it's weird because the central struggle in this is a war we don't have any idea what they're fighting about no
0: it's just or how thing. well they're doing
1: yeah, we, we well, don't actually have any idea of the military doctrines. Because it doesn't matter. Because it's not important. Like it's not right? important. It's only important insofar as it, you know, uh, perpetuates the drama of the entire yeah, thing. The
2: point is there is no point to the fighting. Yeah, right? like, that's a good point, yeah.
0: <laughs> if a war goes on for a hundred years, purpose is kind of yeah, gone by now. Yeah, yeah that's, because... that's
1: the first sacrifice of war is, <laughs> is meaning. But as they do that, there's that bit where they get knocked where he protects Casca, they fall off that cliff, mm-hmm. and Guts is forced to fight a hundred people in order to <laughs> yeah. make her es- in, in order to escape how do you guys enjoy that bit because that was a very high mark for me
2: yeah I like that a lot too
0: it, like to this point all the stuff he had done was like badass but believable and then I, I distinctly remember when he was like training in the yard during one of Griffith's ceremonies and like everybody's there except for Guts who is off training and you see him like swinging his sword Two hundred times, yep. And Just I'm like, fun. why would he ever need to be able to do that? And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then lo and, and behold, next scene. Yep. There, this is uh, yeah. This is good at both as a like, hey, this guy's a badass. As a like, oh, now he has more self-esteem. And as a like, we are transitioning into a period where um, the rules of logic are gone.
2: I mean, they were only loosely there when they <laughs> when it came to guts in the first place. It was somewhat believable at the time. Sure, I I did like the. I thought that was a good action scene. I don't. I think when you know, I was in, endured to the inured inured? Your- inured. Inured to the animation at that point. Like, <laughs> I thought you were saying like a name. No, no, no a yeah. custom I was Enos. inoculated against. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought the action looked good. I also like how like it wasn't easy for him. To yeah. fight a hundred men, like he got really beat up and like barely yeah. made it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, like it was, it was very tense. I thought it's realistic
1: <clears throat> for him, right? It's yeah. like <laughs> given given the framework of this man is unstoppable one on one, like for him to fight a hundred men being barely possible is like given how ridiculously we know, powerful we know, he yeah. we know him to be already that almost that almost feels consistent.
0: Yep, in a in a lot of anime, the protagonist you know in their getting stronger progression. It's like oh you know they they beat me the first time cuz I didn't know how to watch my rear guard and now I learned that and then I beat them. It's never so explicit here. He just you can see him get more powerful until suddenly he's able to beat Griffith and gain his freedom.
2: He's he's just of the type that he just tries harder like yeah, he's. he's yeah. Works well, and really then by hard, the end of the you know, show,
0: he's it, killing multiple demons. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Right. He, he's like a Kenshiro in that way. Yeah. In that, like, you know, Fist of the North Star, which is, you know, this, this, the body proportions kind of remind me of. It's like the, the big 80s Macho Man kind of thing. Um, is that, like, in that era of 80s anime, uh, if you were strong, you were also justice. And if you, <laughs> you know, if you were justice, then trying harder made you more stronger.
2: Yep. <laughs> you know, it's. He has is that sort of part. That. I don't know about the justice, but he has the trying harder.
1: Yeah, it it well that's what I love about him is that it's not strictly yeah. you know, the exact that exact thing. It does show up in multiple times in that scene where he just like <coughs> he gets wounded more yep. and he just starts smiling more and more. Yep. He's like, Well, now it's interesting. He yeah. crushes an arrow that pierced his hand or something mm-hmm. like that.
0: And this is also sort of more redemptive because this was, um, I think, after when he and Griffith fought a giant demon, and like you said, that just kind of that that plot point goes away for a while. <laughs> sure. Yes.
2: Uh, so that was also the part that afterwards he has to like help Casca escape, right? Yeah. So I like that bit when he's trying to like help her walk because she's wounded. Oh yeah. Because like the entire time, you know, everyone treats Casca like shit, but Guts doesn't. He, well, just, he just ignores her like he does everybody else, right?
1: Yeah, they, they all treat her as, like, someone to be kind of protected yeah. or pitied or whatever. I'm saying
2: a, a lot of people treat her poorly because she's a woman, right? Yes. They make fun of her being a, a woman, and Guts didn't. He just ignored her like he did for everyone. But here, he starts antagonizing her for being a woman, right? Right. Because he's trying to save her because, like, she needs to be pissed off at him to, like, get the motivation to keep walking and not yeah. just pass out. <laughs> yeah,
1: just, it, like energy here comes through anger i can yeah. get you angry i can see that i think he's also probably just also misogynist i, I didn't uh, see that that way because i don't
2: think he behaved that way ever except for right then i think that was like he he'd know her well enough to like no i need to prod her to get her to move
1: that i definitely agree that that's part of it i just can't shake the idea that he is also probably misogynistic just given the circumstances of his life
2: yeah i don't i don't think there's any other evidence for it though
0: hmm. I, yeah, I would have I, to do he, a deeper dive Grading on the curve that is their society, sure. he seemed like an okay dude in that respect. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: He you wouldn't so he wouldn't outright own slave. He wouldn't outright own slaves, but he'd make use of them. <laughs> yeah, just just giving them a chance to earn their freedom. What's wrong in that?
0: Yeah. You're reading a lot into this, and I'm not. I'm kind of not on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> well, okay, let's
1: just move on. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, through this entire thing, especially like in the 100 men fight, he has like that one great moment of like pure exhaustion where he's just been fighting so long and he has that monologue inside his head while he's fighting. He's just like, what am I doing here?
2: What am I doing here? In this miserable place. This isn't worth risking my life for.
0: Am I fighting for Costca?
2: No, that can't be. This isn't the time for thinking. I should only be thinking about wielding my sword and how I'll kill them. Nothing more.
1: Why am I doing this? Oh. <laughs> uh, and it sort of heralds this idea that once the war is over, he's going to leave, and he does. You know, mm-hmm. the war—they finish the final, they finish the final battle, or whatever—and the uh, Trudor assents to you know a peace treaty, and Guts tries to take off in the middle of the night, and Griffith stops him and says. The terms of our agreement haven't changed. You have to beat me to win your freedom. And he did yeah, this. This yeah. is when the show
0: really started focusing on Griffith's eyes as sort of like no longer human.
1: There's they do a lot with describing showing Griffith's intent through his eyes. You know, what do you mean? They uh you know, there there's multiple things in the political intrigue where the minister or somebody else in the court will look right at him and he'll Like, the camera will focus right on his piercing gaze. Yeah. Yeah, it's eyes like a hawk. They'll talk about, like, a hawk about to, you know, grab his prey or something like that. There's that
2: time when one of, like, the ministers is doing some conspiracy behind-the-scenes stuff. And, like... Minister Foss. Yeah, and Griffith walks past him and just stares at him. And the guy's like, oh, God, he knows. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He has no reason to suspect that Griffith knows. Like, and Griffith doesn't know, I think. Like, they... But now the guy is, like, freaking out and paranoid because he thinks Griffith knows about his whatever he's doing. And that's yeah. one of those moments
1: where, like, the animation is limited, but they the direction of it is very intentional. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, Zane, it's not that much better than limited animation, but they know how to use it.
2: So mm-hmm. the close-up
1: on the eyes with the dead silence and the music and yeah. the reaction shot of the minister, it gets you everything you need to know. And that line about, like, a hawk considering its prey, this is a person whom is abandoning his humanity in pursuit of a goal he's becoming less human he's becoming more like an animal
0: sure yeah the, the hawk is a really good touchstone like everything that it means you know it's it's, an, predator. it's a predator yep. it it sees things from above you know like oh they all look like ants from up here yep um this sort of like like regal charisma almost regal charisma this air of danger even when it's not in motion, like and a the beautiful fact that it can see anything. He's got, yeah. like, this beautiful savagery like no to him.
1: Like, everyone's just very taken with how dangerous he his his presentation is. You know, he's just, he's just heavy on the page. Um, yep. However, uh, Griffith falls from grace. This next se- section is that Guts defeats Griffith to earn his freedom. Griffith, in a moment of panic, sleeps with the princess, and is captured and tortured for a year. Yeah, and then, so that's...
0: Yeah, that that is a progression that I'm sure would make sense if if Griffith was the protagonist and this was a book where I could read his inner monologue it felt really like okay and I, I, you know what I, the guts is gone I'm just going to stick to the plan I was going to do this anyway and so that that's kind of it didn't read well
2: to me and by the time he was captured and tortured I'm like what
0: happened how did this happen so fast
2: <coughs> yeah point. I thought that part happened pretty fast too like a lot of the political stuff at the court where he went from, you know, showing up and arriving and, like, you know, being nobled or whatever. What's yeah, that? ennobled. Sure, yeah, to, like, all of a sudden he's making moves on the princess and sleeping with her, and now he's captured, and I thought that happened. I did not think that happened very fast.
0: I think it makes sense in retrospect to the I- th- this thematic idea of, like, climbing and rising up is going to be slow, and the fall is always fast.
1: That That, that is not a bad way to interpret that action i also think that it is pretty consistent with griffith's character especially in relation to this attachment equals weakness metaphor because uh the idea is that you know he had and this is explicitly stated by Costca later is that he has all the ambition in the world we are just pawns to him but he needed you he needed guts to be the one attachment that he had and without that attachment griffith kind of comes undone and yeah. i think that mm-hmm. panic is what makes him kind of reach out for the nearest source of comfort he can imagine which is the princess charlotte which he's been having a relationship yeah, yeah. with um but you know he doesn't he isn't considering the long term he isn't considering his ambition in that moment
2: he is just he slips up there right he's, he
1: slips up and he's fumbling for some sort of uh
2: some sort of comfort is, is yeah, how i, I read like it that, inter- that makes sense I like that interpretation
0: yeah so at this point we sort of move into the metaphysical realm. So a lot of those plot beats from earlier uh, come back up. In particular, um, we we found out during the demon fight that Griffith has this thing called the Behelit, which is like this face egg. Yeah, it's eat, like an that egg eats, with a couple. That eats eyes blood. On it. it eats blood, marks people as sacrifices, and will give you great power. Well,
1: it's not just a face egg. It's it's an egg with face parts. Kind of all around, like it's scrambled. Randomly, up. yeah. Yes, it doesn't look like a face. It looks like a an egg
2: with just eyes and a nose and so, a mouth. S- someone put eye parts in a, in a bag, shuffled them up, like just scattered. Have you ever had a potato egg. Potato head. Yeah. yeah. They, just, <laughs> they just randomly put potato head together. Yes, but it's red. Yes, and what? <laughs> um. um yeah, it's it's hard to explain in isolation. <laughs>
0: yeah, but but he yeah. he apparently got it a long time ago, and it was like it has this curse associated with it, which, which is like you will get all the power you could ever desire at the cost of like your own flesh or something like that. And like at the end of his torture, he is emaciated, his tendons have been cut, he is his mute, is like, he is a out. shambling wreck of hold, a man. Hold
2: on, hold on. So. So he's in the—he he's in the, he's in the he was captured, right? Yes. And the Band of the Hawk is very distraught now. Yes. Because they lost their leader. Yes. So after some time, they try to—what what did Guts do in the meantime? Didn't he leave?
1: Guts left yeah. to perser- pursue his own path. Uh, the, I, I'm glad I rewatched the last kind of arc of this, because that's always the one that's fuzziest in my memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Band of the Hawk has kind of been on the run, because they have been— uh, they've been they have fallen from grace because yeah, Griffith has been so so Griffith. they have been kind of blacklisted yep um so they're on the run trying to kind of make things work but it isn't until Guts hears from a passing merchant oh Griffith was captured and this and you know Casca is the leader of the band of the hawk and Griffith and, and Guts goes to find them and now that Guts is back they feel like they can actually they try, try to, to get Griffith them. back yes.
0: yeah th- this man who can do anything
2: yeah, once they have the 100 their man slayer. Yeah.
1: Don't you love that he has a battlefield nickname that you watched him earn? It's kind of cool. <laughs> I love it. That's it's like great. Zod the Immortal. Nosferatu uh, Zod. <laughs> it's the it's the battlefield legend of the demon that they fight earlier in oh, the right, series. Right, right. Yeah, he's yeah. got he's got that cool name.
2: Okay, so so the team gets together, they make a daring rescue, right? Mm-hmm. They go down the dungeon and rescue Griffith. Who in any other show would like they get him out, and he'd be weak and wounded, or whatever. But they nurse him back to health, and he becomes the leader of the band of the hawk again. That's not what happens. No, this is berserk. Yeah, I was, I was very like, I, I guess I was expecting it to be like yeah. another show, but it was, it was not that. Yeah, like, You
1: probably didn't believe it at the beginning. Yeah, like, it can't be as bad as we think better. it
2: is. But what Dane was saying, he's he's emaciated. The tendons in his like arms and legs are cut, so he can't move. They're just severed permanently. And his hawk—he has this cool hawk helmet that he wore in battle. Like it's, you know, shaped and has a cool eye holes, and that's been like permanently affixed to his head. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't dare take it off Unless they see the horrors in his like. Oh, is that
0: what it is? They- there's,
1: there's that great uh, moment when they come in and Guts removes the helmet, and then Casca goes to walk up, and he just goes, "Don't." right right, (laughs) stay away right you don't want to see this
0: but this is a there's a great moment also as they're rescuing him where the torturer comes back and he like locks the door and he's just like oh we better pray for mercy we're going to be stringing you all up for years and like he's doing this like villain monologue and Mm -hmm. guts just runs him and the door through with his sword and this happens a few times where like the bad guy is trying to like lord it over and they just get murdered immediately because yeah. Guts doesn't play around. The, no. the
1: bad guy, they they need to spend more time in taverns hearing about the hundred man slayer. Yeah. Like there's, there's battlefield accomplishments <laughs> all over this place. Everyone should know about Guts by now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, they, they do manage to rescue him. At, uh, so, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't mean a whole lot.
1: They rescue him, but everyone is like, that's, this is. He, not Griffith, right? It's not Griffith. Like we can't come back. The band of the Hawk is done. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Casca and Guts still feel for him. And they're like, well, we're going to take care of you. And they, like, kind of make that, um, that that clear <coughs> to him. And Griffith also, his eyes still work. He can see that they are developing a relationship. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if the, we said it, but uh, Guts and Griffith... Or, Guts and Casca kind of had that uh, relationship upgrade moment yeah. on the edge of the cliff, which I think is one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we can we can talk about that in a minute. But
0: Yeah, usually the whole anime, like, oh, they start off not liking each other and they develop feelings. You know, it's a bit overdone. Here it felt believable and earned because, like, yeah, these, so these people <laughs> fight alongside each other every day. Once they let their guards down a little bit, this makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked it.
1: And they both think they they both think roughly the same way. So mm-hmm. it like it, the mm-hmm. the interpersonal connection. I think that they have a lot in common. It makes it's sense a similar to me. background. I do really like that kind of relationship upgrade moment where they're fighting on the lo- alongside the cliff. The cliff and Casca just like attacks him, attacks guts, and is like, <laughs> "I hate you. You made Griffith weak. Why did you do that?" And that that's where kind of the whole um, you emotionally know, weak,
0: th- not not torture, just to be yeah. Clear.
1: Yeah, just, like, you made him make this mistake. Yeah. This is where the whole a man can't live in isolation kind of thing comes out. And, uh, you know, Guts makes it clear. They said that one great line when she stabs him and he doesn't block the stab. Just gets stabbed. He just, like, accepts it. And he's like, what was I supposed to do? Like, I can't just follow (laughs) his dream forever. I don't know what I was supposed to do. Um, But, yeah, they, they have that relationship upgrade there. And Griffith sees that once they rescue him and uh griffith sees that you know his 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 uh the love of his life guts belongs to someone else yep and also that he's not going to get better yep and makes a decision to basically to go commit suicide
2: yeah and he he, limply struggles away right he's barely
1: able to like struggle away and finds himself in a river and Stabs himself in the in the throat with this kind of broken branch and yeah, finds he like falls
2: his, on it right because he, he can't even stab himself.
1: Right, he has to he has to let gravity do the work and he finds the the bail it, which the prisoner the the torturer had tossed down the drain. It like. Gets into the river, and he able to hold Some, it. Some
2: uh, one ring shit here. It's like. it's it's,
1: well, it's very much like this was we, preordained. Yeah.
0: We we haven't mentioned it yet. Every episode starts off with this like grandiose conception of of like speech about the nature of fate and the nature of one man's ability to rail against it. It's got this
1: great mummified hand like
0: holding the crimson it, which is now
1: we know to be Griffith's hand, yeah. being all emaciated and stuff.
0: And fate is another one of those major themes in this that kind of gets uh, backloaded here. This is when it starts to really hit home, um, where you get the sense that there wasn't really anything any of them could do, and they were all fated to to be damned in the way that it's a, that's about to happen really well.
1: Yeah, I kind of saw it as, like, up until this point, Guts was following, you know, plot thread. He was, he was being railroaded by fate, and after the events of the Golden Age, he is more or less off the beaten path
2: fighting against it directly fighting against it yeah. um which, yeah. which is a
1: cool idea and i wish i had another good anime to yeah. kind of be able to to follow that farther
2: because that's so good because he's the one guy that can do it right he can do the impossible thing he can fight the impossible battle so yeah like, he's the only one who can fight against it he's the only
1: one who can wield the literally impossible sword yeah <laughs> the dragon and slayer is 400 even...
0: pounds what are yeah. you doing <laughs> like he's been searching for meaning for a while and like he's never found a cause but as soon as he gets transported to this demon realm and sees what he's up against he, he's like I, I don't have you know i don't have a grand ideal or something i can fight for but i do know in my heart fuck that and that <laughs> kind of drives him afterward
1: it's All got right. that kind of nice ironic thing too yeah but we, we do need to kind of describe this yeah the eclipse
2: Baby. So fuck me. <laughs> First of all. How, how did this fit with with you guys? Oh. Alright, so so Griffith stabs himself with a stick. Yeah, the describe blood, what
1: you what you heard. The what blood runs
2: down onto the, the egg thing.
1: I like the animation beat when the blood runs down to the egg and the face parts manage into an actual face and then it starts screaming and crying blood.
2: Yeah. That's nice and creepy. And that happened. <laughs> And then what? Like the there's a solar eclipse. There's a solar eclipse, and like the sky turns red. Yep, and the ground turns meat. Yep, Gra- yeah, the ground turns into just raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> what what happens next?
1: So what? What happens is like it basically the blood going onto the bale it summons the god. Which is, which are like these four arch demons. We're
2: going to like Endgame, Final Fantasy mode it's here. It's fucking right? crazy. Like, Where what? did
1: this come from?
2: We were just doing yeah. like people with swords and knights and nobles, and now we're End of Final Fantasy. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. And now, now the world around us is instead of a nice stream and a
0: babbling brook and like the beautiful hills, we're surrounded Those by like mountains made game. out of people's faces, yeah. and we're being addressed by Lord Dracula Brain Yeah. <laughs>
1: And there's like this gigantic pillar hand in the middle, like the yeah. monolith from 2001: A Space Odyssey a kind of proportion. But it's like, this giant meat hand, and they, the the four people on it, the four kind of demons, which are all really interesting weirdos. Yeah, their,
2: their designs right. are really cool. The designs, we'll get this. into the
0: designs in a minute. This, Wait, this you... this, hang on, I have to say this. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Transition bothered the hell out of me because, like, why? For, okay for one because of how great it is i didn't get closure on the past thing that happened before i was nope. thrown into this new show absolutely two, not. Two, no. the fact that it was gonna get here eventually made me so mad that it didn't get here sooner and that kind of poisoned the next like two or three episodes before i it's all gone <laughs> like yeah it just, it, the pacing killed me
2: okay that's funny i'd like an opposite reaction really yeah, yeah you
0: were glad to be done with all the po- politics
2: no, I was sad to see it gone. Cause like I, I I liked the the slow moving pace. Like I soaked in the medieval dark fantasy bit, like the lo, you low low fantasy. Like this was I your jam. liked that atmosphere. It was very atmospheric. I soaked in, I liked the battles, the guys fighting, you know, and like the you know, some of the politics and the courts and nobles or whatever. And then none of that mattered. Everybody's dead, it's demon time. And I'm like, yeah, there's no closure and I feel so bad about that. <laughs> Also the again like themes that come up now
0: that kind of weren't dealt with before these these things are actually quote unquote angels and the idea of god is like the sum total of human like impulses and it this this idea of what is the nature of man is he good or evil that was barely touched on at all before yeah. this point now becomes the impo-
1: like I think so, that so the I think that that theme is the broader overarching theme of Berserk, and it doesn't really start playing in yeah in, the first arc because the because the first arc, the first arc yeah. doesn't deal very much with the supernatural, and that's where yes. all that theme kind of rests. I I see your point. Why, Viewing, why didn't we get to this sooner
0: hard. then? <laughs> why I, did they decide to spend twenty
2: five episodes yeah. on this bit? <laughs> well, it's funny because <laughs> you're pissed off that it didn't get there sooner, and I'm pissed off that it like got there at all. Yeah.
0: Let let me let me like so Chrissy is still playing through Final Fantasy Tactics right now. Cool, I'm playing that right now first... too. Oh, it's great.
2: How it's far really are you? Good. Uh I I've, I've played it many times before. I I've before I've gotten to have the final battle accessible on the map and I neglected uh-huh. to do it. Yeah. And now I'm replaying it again and Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. get there one of these so, days.
0: So you know how at the so there's four chapters, you know how at the end of chapter 2 all the political machinations are out the window cuz now we're fighting demons?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The the that, that game is actually very similar to this where it's like That's what like, Sorry. Yeah, keep going.
0: Um, Well, well, that's the thing, because Chrissy was really getting into the politics and stuff, yep. and she's like, how do I deal with this this thing? It doesn't even have a health bar. How am I supposed to like engage with this? And I said, okay, that's the game now, and your friend Delita, who you barely see anymore, he's going to do all the rest of the politics stuff,
2: and also none of it really matters.
0: Like, what? <laughs> Why is that? I think that? I feel
2: similar about that to this. It was like, I liked the, you know, yes. talk about Scoundrels trying to uprise against the nobles, and like a political war happening, and then like, oh nope, demons now. And I think a lot of it for me
0: is just like this looks so cool. Like I love yeah. the Boschian sort of you it, know Cronenberg Uzumaki ty- type type of stuff. Yeah. Whereas before I was just looking at hills for days. This
1: is this is definitely uh, it goes like we keep saying that there's demons demon doesn't really capture the majesty there yeah like it's more lovecraftian nightmare yeah. than demon like it is it is, like all asymmetry parts that should not be on other parts yeah like tons of eyes and tentacles and and horns and just because think of
0: demon in the normal parlance we're thinking of like oh, the devil's tempting me to do bad things because it wants to corrupt me and gain my soul. Whereas this is like, these are beings beyond you. You are yeah. ants. They are hawks. They're outsiders.
1: And I, I so to your point, to like, I, I recognize your guys' point of like the pacing kind of feeling weird given this last arc. I think that there is intention to it. Whether or not you respond positively to it, I don't, I, it's like, you know, that's definitely subjective up to you. But like the idea that we've been in a very comfortable space for all of this And then we are shunted into a place where nothing makes sense, where all of the characters that we've come to know and love, just, they are out of their element, they're out of their league. They can't, not only can they not fight any of this, they can't even conceive of any of this. I think that the fact that the rules have changed, like capital letters, the rules have changed is an important way to kind of tell you how much distance from normal this is. Mm -hmm. If it happened halfway through the plot, we could have gotten used to this. But they use it sparingly, and just at the end, and I think that that intent matters.
0: I think the problem then is the fact that I knew that this was 25 episodes going in, and that this wasn't just like, oh, it got cancelled and they can't do the next season. It was like, no, they planned this from the beginning. (laughs) And it just, it it felt offensive is the wrong word but it felt disrespectful to my time of like having gotten invested in all this other stuff
1: there's a what i i think the part that puts it over the top for me is because the relationship triumvirate reaches a climax in these moments that i think Mm. is very i I, it makes the story feel complete to me because i feel like we've gotten all of these characters to their to to their to their end point within this uh this part of the story. You know, Guts has gone through this transformation, Griffith has gone through a big transformation, um, and Casca has gone through a transformation. This they 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 peter it out pretty slowly at the beginning, and then at the end, it's sort of like, you know, dangle a man in front of a volcano and on that day you will meet that man.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Where like
1: they are faced with something that is not familiar. How I do know, don't get act? me
0: wrong. I think this was some of the coolest and most engaging and interesting stuff. Yeah. I just felt cheated at the end of it because of how it was given to me.
1: It, it is I frustrating. Did, I did, that I did it, too, but in a different way. It does feel uh, unsatisfying that the literal end is, you know, Griffith emerges from the egg.
2: Okay, wait. So, so <laughs> we're in is the, the egg night, nightmare hellscape, right? Oh, yeah, That yeah. takes over the yeah. land. And, and, it, and Griffith, Koska, and the band of the Hawk are all there. Right? Yes, they are marked
1: yeah they become basically okay so <coughs> let me let me set this up a little bit because let, let's get through it a this piece is of time this is important yeah uh, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here guts <laughs> is the only person who is able to kind of climb his way up to where Griffith is being don't made.
2: don't a bunch of the hunt get killed
1: they 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 are being you know kind of I don't think they're explicitly being killed yet I think they're just they're just like kind of running around well maybe so the the, the
0: the demons are playing with their food playing with their food yeah yeah
1: but Guts is kind of trying to get to Griffith, whom is being tempted by the God Hand to make this deal, to say, sacrifice the most important thing to you, give up your humanity, and ascend to a higher plane of existence. That's the only way forward. Like,
2: they like—they want him to join them, right? Yes.
1: They want him to become... Because one the of
2: thumb
0: him. of their finger. Yeah, because yeah. there's four of them. They need to be able to snap. Because it's a hand. Yeah. That, um, all, that all tracks.
1: Yep. And, and they, they, symbolism and whatnot. There's there's a lot of really good symbolism, yeah, especially yeah. with Griffith. Like, uh Gurtith- I said that. Griffith's, you know, like, flashbacks. Late, but... No, no, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it in, in our, like, roundup, but uh, what happens is that Guts gets there, and the uh, th- something that goes through Griffith's mind when he's being tortured is that he almost loses his sanity, but he doesn't because he can't stop thinking about Guts. <clears throat> you know, the fact that he loves him, the fact that he hates him because he betrayed him by trying to leave, it just got, like... <coughs> Kind of everywhere across the emotional spectrum. This is the most important person to him, mm-hmm. and he can't let him go. Yeah, completely obsessed, and yet completely obsessed. And he realizes that obsession has kept him back, and so Guts scales the entire the like the mountain, gets to him, it's
2: flesh mountain,
1: and Griffith looks at him, being the only person who he's still attached to, and says, "Okay, I'll take the deal. Yep. I'm going to cast my obsession, my attachment to this person away." in order to attain, you know, my destiny. So like that, that I think he, his attachment to Guts being the fulcrum of this entire story is why I say the sacrifice, the, that the attachment equals weakness thing is so pervasive mm-hmm. as a as a theme in this.
2: Yep, I'm into it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and that's when the entire band of the Hawk gets branded as food for the demons. The demons come out in full force and just massacre pretty much everyone.
0: Yeah. I like how they give everybody, like, or, like, the main people, like, personalized murder yeah. moments. Yeah. I, I do like Corcus's... What happens to him, I don't remember.
1: Corcus is just like, ah, uh, fuck this. This is a dream. I'm... He's, like, cackling with, like, I don't believe this kind of energy. Yeah. And then he's like, this is just a dream. Everything's gonna be fine. And then he sees this beautiful naked woman. And he's just like, it's just a dream. And it, like, goes to her. And the beautiful woman is revealed to just be, like, this kind of breasted husk that has a demon behind it. Yeah. You know, kind of like a Venus flytrap, yeah, for tits. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I like that one a lot. I like uh, Judo and Casca kind of try to escape together, and Judo gets mortally wounded to yeah. kind mm-hmm. of protect her. I like Judo a lot, so that just was, was yep. fun for me.
2: Is, is this where Gut starts fighting? Yes. So he gets attacked by, like, a mess massive- of stuff and mouths and teeth or whatever and he gets his arm bit off right that that comes a so, little bit later is that later because well, he goes
1: through awesome. a bunch of fighting that yeah. is basically just all the scenes from that movie that we watched recently
0: saying oh which movie
1: the uh the dante's inferno yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. badass in hell oh, i was like yeah. i
0: don't remember this in osmosis jones Bat- this, this <laughs> badass in uh... hell the
1: movie is just guts <laughs> you know, tearing off the horn of a demon and killing yeah, other demons.
2: That's, with it. that's yeah. what I want to say, is he tears off the horn of a demon and uses it to murder other demons. Well, <laughs> well
1: And it I kind really, of, like, reflects his I-can-fight-fate sort of status. Yeah,
2: like, he will not this stop. Was,
0: this is sort of a parallel of the, like, first time he fights Griffith, he loses, second time he wins, that growth. The first time he had to deal with a demon, he and Griffith combined could do almost nothing to it. And now, demons of that level, he's just taken them down because he realizes that, like we said, <clears throat> sorry, like we said, by trying hard, he can change fate. Yep.
2: Man, literally too angry to die. <laughs>
0: he
1: gets yeah, armor I didn't, later I, <laughs> that doesn't heal him, but it does protect him by piercing his broken bones and flesh back together. Oh. So he's, he's still, like, bleeding out, but he can still function. Bite,
2: yeah, That sounds like something yeah. he would do. It, it
0: sounds like a berserk thing. Yep. <laughs> Just anime Wolverine.
1: He's basically anime Wolverine, and it, it is showing that kind of—he uh, is powerful because of his baggage, <coughs> whereas Griffith is powerful in absence of his baggage.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Zane, you were going to say something.
0: Oh, uh, was it about anime Wolverine and how Griffith mm-hmm. is like Scott Summers? And then <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> All right, and was so, it about? Well, well, Griffith emerges. <laughs> oh, from Oh, why, why is night. the show called Berserk?
1: Uh, I think you it's know, because the emotion equals like the passion equals energy kind of uh, equals
0: um but power. that's not unique to this show i think I think it's to get you thinking about like you know on first glance this character who is emblematic of the show is just just seems like this big old mass of uncharacterized anger uh, but then like you really understand like no all of this comes from a place it's mm-hmm. not like this app ab- like the anger is what's driving him whereas with griffith it's the um it's power for its own sake
1: Th- that could be some mm. of it i will i will say that later on in the series you do get different shades to Bur to guts's anger like it takes on a different form it takes on more of like a anger feeding on itself to no end sort of hmm. thing and he has to kind of task how to accomplish his goals in spite of the fact that really all he wants to do is fight you know that whole yeah. kind of hmm. central arc of his character over again
0: hmm yeah because i think it's a mistake to just characterize him as like rageful for no reason
1: no it, it's definitely to a purpose it, it, earlier on the purpose is protecting himself keeping everyone at arm's length later on it is like revenge mm-hmm. um,
2: well, th- that is to serve griffith and then it's for you know, yes himself yeah. again. yes
1: so it, it definitely does go the anger taking a bunch of different forms sure yeah uh last piece of plot uh, this is when Griffith emerges from his heaven egg yeah. as a cocoon. weird, yeah, he's got, like this weird uh, hawk
2: cocoon thing. Oh, dark, yeah, so this dark out.
1: hawk of uh, of prophecy or whatever. Yeah. His his
2: like face is now just the helmet. Like it looks like that hawk helmet. Right? Yes,
1: and his first, the first thing he does is he goes and rapes Casca in front yep. of Guts, yep. whom is pinned down so that he can't escape. And this is the moment. When the frog demon bites guts, arm and he has to chop it off.
2: Yeah, so it would like the demons are forcing guts to watch, right? Yes, and like they pinned him down by biting his arm.
1: Yeah, and and piercing his eye and like yeah. keeping his head open. Yeah, or his like head up. Cut
2: out an, an eye, and he cuts off his own arm yes. to free himself.
0: Yep, he sure did. Yeah, and it's the you know at the at the end of this, it comes back to the like where we were at the beginning where he is now this the black swordsman with a big sword and his arm has been retrofitted with a crossbow and like it's like okay we're back to that this this catches us up I'm not clear how they escaped
1: That that is definitely part of the thing that got adapted away in the anime sure. because it, inc- it sure. incorporates a new character that is very difficult to explain in 10 minutes <laughs>
3: um, So then I, Professor I'm X just, showed up
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, you can almost see it as, like, you know, something happened, and it was traumatic enough that we don't even remember what it was. Yeah, point I mean, is, yeah. he got out. He's got a revenge quest. Yeah. Here we go.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And and then, you know, that that's sort of where the entire thing leaves, which is uns- unsatisfying if yep. you just, you know, if you want to know what happens. which I want you, to know what happens. You kind of do. Um, I will say that at this point, casca is not dead but she is very much damaged yeah she is gone insane with the you know with the abuse that she has suffered um yeah and and it's it's it's
0: interesting because you know a lot of her arc was being in love with griffith and wanting that sort of thing but again it's it's this idea of like um saying i had a thought and it went away um oh this this idea that you know, the God hand representing man's primeval urges, like everything is corrupted. All good things are turned to, to bad. Yeah. They're, and, they're kind uh, of everything, everything inverted. that you, everything that was good is sacrificed for power. And that's what, that's what that is.
1: Yep. Yeah. kind of love becomes lust. That's what lo- Well,
0: you know, love becomes lust, becomes hate, becomes power, becomes cruelty.
1: Yeah the, yeah. the whole thing about rape, not really being about lust. It's just about power.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah,
0: I... That's definitely shown here.
1: Yeah, it it is. And it's, like, it is difficult to watch. And in the broader sense, the entire thing... Again, like, I think it's intentional. It's showing you characters. It's making you love them. And then it is destroying them. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that is hard. Yep. That is hard to watch. Yeah. But it also makes it stick with you. So I I can't say that it's not effective.
2: Mm -hmm. Right? It's... The show has stuck with me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's... And not just because, like, the naked bath fight stuff, although that helps. Um, (laughs) you know... But yeah, that that's where the anime leaves off, and so like we we kind of took a long time getting through the plot. I think that uh it is fine to kind of go through a few kind of dangling details and then finish up with kind of big animation yeah. and music choices that we haven't really touched on yet. Sure. <laughs>
0: oh, I've got some words to say about the music choices.
1: me, me too, but let's let's get through we're we uh, gonna talk about the intro let's let's well let's let's shout out some one-off characters that uh, we enjoyed okay uh because you know God's caska and griffith they took the main storytelling yeah, kind of them. thing i really like that minister the little frog-like minister who you know sees griffith eye in him yeah and eventually comes over to Griffith's side because he knows which way the wind is turning yep um hmm. i really like him i find his <laughs> face really expressive
2: he's like the perfect ideal like Weasley politician yep right? he's worm tongue yeah he's I, so good
1: i love him so much when he like uh when he uh tells that other general to poison griffith he, like coyly suggests that you know a hunt is dangerous it's something who knows what could happen i think uh, guy
0: just doesn't get it and he has to repeat it <laughs> like make it really obvious yep. um i liked the princess actually uh princess princess charlotte what? charlotte i don't think
2: I remember anything about her
0: i think she reminded yeah go ahead she was like the like the you know santa stark at the beginning of game of thrones where it's like she knows that she's in a fantasy genre piece. She doesn't realize which kind it is. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, this brave knight is going to whisk me away and we're going to be in love forever and we're going to have a nice slow courtship." And just like, nope.
1: Yeah, it, it's a little dis- it's a little frustrating that she doesn't kind of see Griffith for what he is by the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it be, you know, cuz he is the one he, that he is she is the one that he takes his frustration with guts out on. You know, he yeah. shows up in the dead of night and you know uh she does not want she is not consenting no. yeah she um, resists
0: his advances um
1: yeah uh so like because
0: because her world has not prepared her for this possibility she's still been living in her disney fantasy land
1: right and, and that's the only <laughs> way she can conceptualize what has happened in the aftermath mm-hmm. but i i don't know if that was necessarily handled the best yeah. I don't know. It, it does make sense w- within the context of her character, but for but to have like literally the whole world think Griffith is a dipshit, except for one person, <laughs> it's like we sort no, of it's, the boat. It,
0: it's just another idea of like, oh, you, you know, because you see this in. Um, you know in a lot of media where there's a rich person who loses power and is forced to kind of live on their own and they realize like oh all these things that i thought were so important kind of aren't hmm. this is another part of that encapsulation of like the stakes are way higher than any of them realize and she is just a microcosm of that
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah she, she's just uh griffith has that uh that sentence that he says to the uh the pederast who takes advantage of him and then they meet later on the battlefield and he's like I don't feel anything to you at all. Again with like the abandoning humanity thing. I don't feel ill, I don't feel good. You're a pebble that I picked up and tossed aside. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I think that really encapsulates how he feels about Charlotte as well. Yep.
2: She's just a stepping mm. stone.
1: That's it. Yep. Uh, the general
0: is <laughs> amusing. General Adon. Yeah, anybody in armor that looks like it shouldn't be able to be cut in half and then is. Let, let's very talk about satisfied. the armor.
2: I, I can talk about the armor, please. Right, because like you know, I have interests again in medieval arms and armor. Explain
1: it to, to, to tell the listener what is your interest. So,
2: well, I, I I'm interested in historic European martial arts. So I've practiced fighting with long swords, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and I've you know read a lot and talked a lot about how armor works. And I think this show actually does it reasonably well. Uh, something I particularly notice is in the fight scenes. especially with uh, Casca and I think some of the rest of the band of the Hawk like when they swing a sword at somebody they don't just whack them in the armor because that wouldn't do anything they like cut them in the armpits or cut them in the neck or cut them in the knees or Mm -hmm. whatever which is actually really cool and then for the large part people have reasonably looking armor you've come up with some bullshit over here
1: (laughs) I looked up General Adan's brother, Samson, who wears a gigantic whale corset.
2: But for (laughs) the most part, it's, like, reasonable, and you see them, like, not swinging at the armor. They swing at, you know, the weak points which is what you would do, mm-hmm. except for Guts, because it doesn't matter for him if he's got, like, a 200-pound sword and he can just cut through people anyway. Yeah. How great Quant- is the
1: detail that in that 100-man fight that he is just chopping people in half yeah. and Casca is, like, grabbing the arm and cutting the wrist, cutting yeah. the shoulder, like, yeah. or, like, cutting through the armpit? Like, it, it's a very different fighting style for each of yeah. them.
0: Yeah.
2: Quantity has a quality all its own. Yeah. So I, I kind of appreciate that, like, in other things you see people with just a regular ass sword cutting through people with armor and that makes no sense because why are they wearing the armor if it doesn't stop the sword (laughs) but in this case it works because Guts sword is non-physical like it doesn't non-logical Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it breaks the rules anyway so it's okay yeah
3: yeah
1: that that is true I I hadn't considered like kind of the realism of Mm -hmm. of the entire because so much of it is unrealistic combat because they just the combat doesn't make sense because it's it's for the purpose of drama Mm
2: -hmm. I think it's it was generally okay like 100 people? well, again, that's scaling it for guts because he's yeah he, he's, he's D&D supernatural. Character. And everybody else, like everybody else, is just like generally reasonable fighting. I guess so. Just sort of appreciate it because that makes it so grounded. Like, like it makes everything yeah. like this is just a gritty like medieval war setting. There's nobody doing like ninja flips around. There's nobody. Mm-hmm. The regular people that are not guts, like all the non guts people, are just guys. Like, they're just fighting. I don't know if I, mm-hmm. I totally agree Not with all, that. but like, most.
1: A, mo- a lot of the main characters of the band of the Hawks sometimes break the rules. Judo has those little throwing knives. Yeah. Impossibly yeah. precise.
0: They, they recognize that um, horses, being on a horse is a huge advantage. Yeah. In yeah. a way that a lot of shows are like, if you don't have a pike, who cares? Right. Yeah.
1: Right. That, that is definitely true. Um, and it also kind of makes the how funny the armor looks even better, because everything else is so grounded, that mm-hmm. these real, you know... These real cool, really really goofy, ostentatious bullshit armors are pretty hilarious. Like the one for uh, General Adon's brother Samson is—I I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like this big hulking—I don't know—he looks like a Power Rangers villain. Sure, <laughs> and and it's, like it's not a—it's not armor that a person would wear. And they're so into their animal motifs. That's true. Like the heavy assault blue whale armor cavalry or whatever like they have these huge ostentatious names (coughs) because part of the point in that society is to look cool yeah as like the nobility has 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 designs on how well this arm how how well this uh campaign performs a lot of it is for political power a lot of it has how it looks yeah so
2: you have to have that end up not mattering sure I do think the big name guys, like the boss characters have, are kind of ridiculous but I appreciate that like, their general soldier guys, a lot of the Band the hawk are like, look reasonable and look real, like, real enough anyway, you
1: know. Yeah, cl- close enough to possible. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, possible for, for, for an anime, they look pretty reasonable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you did you guys have any other characters that you kind of thought fondly on? How about Rickard?
2: Yeah, I don't think even- I don't think he did much for me.
1: Hmm. How about you, Zane?
0: Uh, which one was Rickert? He's a, <laughs> a he's a little canary. kid. Pogo. Pogo. I don't think there was anyone named Pogo. There was a blonde guy, and there was a smaller blonde guy, and they both had kind of highish voices. And one of them threw knives, and one of them was just in the way.
1: Uh, the one that's in the way is Rickert. The one that threw knives is Judo.
0: Yeah, I like Judo a lot better. Judo <laughs> looks really good. He's got that great pug
1: nose. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, he's just like. Savvy about the romance that is happening that yeah. between yeah, Guts and you Kosta. put him,
0: you put him right into uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, he looks, yeah, he's yeah. he's a heartthrob. scoundrelly.
1: I want to watch him. Orlando I watch Bloom
0: him, plays him in the live action. Yep,
1: I want. He should be in a boy band. <laughs> I think. he's yeah, Deep Rick- Chris Sever, Several he's like times, a, several a little... times, Deep Chris. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, that's from that's from a show that Zane. I think you would like.
1: Yeah. Oh, Zane, Let's have show? you? Okay, yeah, I think this, you might have this, heard this of it. This
2: cartoon that was on, what, Disney, right? I think it was on Disney, was On yeah. Disney, or like...
1: It's on Netflix now, right?
2: No, it's on Disney Plus. Okay, it's on Disney Plus, though. Or Hulu, maybe? You'd probably enjoy it. Whatever, it's like the, the two kids that go visit their great uncle for the summer.
1: Yeah, you could call him a grunkle. Yeah. Just oh, to kind of God. shorten, All to right. kind of abbreviate. They're twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they meet a boy band club yeah.
2: several times.
1: Guys. Ulysses really likes our mythology. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's the only one who does.
0: Yeah, so. yeah I'm, I'm glad that all of that paid off.
1: <laughs> he had been meaning to do it for
0: the Clone Wars episode. Yeah, I just forgot. I got so excited about Star Wars that I, I forgot to run the joke.
1: Oh, I forgot to tell you. Joke's uh, on you.
0: I didn't hear your initial comments that led into that digression. Joke's on all
1: of us, I think. Uh, I forgot to tell you, uh, Devin, a longtime listener of the show, recently told uh, recently told me that um, she had checked out the Clone Wars because sure. of the episode that we uh, that we did with you and that yeah. she she spent like 7 hours straight watching it one oh, day so because good. of that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she she's in pretty hype. I was I was happy to Excellent. hear about that. So, thanks for letting us know
0: that, Devin. Good. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> th- that's most of the the people and stuff. Again, most of the focus is on uh, those main 3, but it's it's nice like these side characters feel fleshed out enough and and, and corcus oh Uh, corcus is probably my favorite i love that even like they don't do the sappy thing like when when guts goes to to leave the band of the hawk and everyone's like you know we're gonna miss you but you're a good guy and like you know (laughs) take care of yourself and and i never like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) you're i I hope you die i hope i'm fair
2: he never stops being a shitbag (laughs) well i like that about him i know yeah it's (laughs) honest
1: because the thing about that so, about him that is so great is that he... And this is, like, a very minor piece of backstory that you really have to scour to get. He used to uh, he used to have his own band of, like, kind of mercenaries. Yeah. But he got absorbed into the Band of the Hawk. And uh, now he has no kind of dream. He's got no purpose. And also Guts killed his friend. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But, like, I think the, the broader theme that they're working with is, like, what happens when you lose your ambition. And he mm-hmm. has given up his ambition to Griffith. And so he's just angry at anyone Bitter, who's trying yeah. to take ambition back. And Guts says, I can't be here anymore, enjoying the lap of luxury from our successes. I have to go follow my own dream. And Corkus is like, eat a dick.
0: <laughs> I tried to do that and it didn't work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that he's very consistent. And I love that he just never stops talking shit. Yep,
2: <laughs> Never once.
1: And it's also like the end of Candide where... Uh, they start talking about philosophy they they've been talking about philosophy of like is this the best of all possible worlds worlds well here's the evidence well no here's this other evidence and the end of candide is just like shut the fuck up we're just like let's just enjoy our day like stop <laughs> philosophizing <laughs> just
0: enjoy where we are yeah so go a play in the zen garden. That you way. gonna eat that very practical <laughs> yeah um Yeah, so the the music, we gotta talk about this.
1: Let's do it. So the music was done, the soundtrack was done by Susumu Hirasawa, and he composed the the soundtracks for both the anime and the video games, and the cool thing about it is that uh, Miura never requested a specific soundtrack, he just kind of gave him, here's the ideas, here's the themes, Mm -hmm. the the, the feeling behind
0: all the scenes, make some music for me, and that's how the soundtrack happened. So you're telling me he wasn't just like, Do you got any Enya? Can you put some Enya over this battle?
2: <laughs> oh! I was gonna say at first, I don't at all remember the soundtrack the music. I'm generally not I remember the English one music. song. But you said Enya and now I hear it. Which oh, which one is that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that one. <laughs>
1: oh, that, do you, here's the cool thing. <laughs> slow piano, very light, and like this weird ominous chanting that is like very slow and kind of dramatic and, and almost romantic. That's Guts' theme.
0: Yeah. That is, I really hope that you cut in that and some other music from this show because it, it's good, but like the only. It just towers over me, that song that's so incongruous. I've yeah, been watching this with. Odd.
1: I've been watching this show with Ethan, and every single time it shows up, he can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's so dramatic for the scenes that it shows up in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, but I love that that is Guts' theme because he is shown so much as. Big Beef Boy, right? He's shown, like, his physicality is Big Beef Boy. Don't touch me. Get away from me. I don't want to be, like, interacted with at all. Um, But in reality, he's very vulnerable. He's very emotionally uh, damaged. And that really gets to the core of it. Um, How do you. Are there any other tracks that you guys are are pretty
2: into? Again, I don't remember much about the music. What else did you have to say, Zane?
0: No, that's the one I remember the most. There's also one that sounds similar to, but is legally distinct from that one.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: And then there's a couple of battle themes that I can't even bring to mind. It's surprising how often in battle there's no music.
1: Uh, I think the one that you are talking about is uh, I think it's called Earth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember the exact name of the of the song. Let me see if I can find it on something. Or no, oh, that's not it. Um, it
0: like if the, if they had just done the generic like yeah, oh, it's called this Earth. Is a battle. Let's have battle music then none of the music would have like stuck but i feel like that song and a couple others are are kind of iconic because you would never have thought to make that choice
1: there's mm. uh there's this one song called forces which i think is more uh is is kind of the big uh it is kind of the really iconic fight scene kind of theme from this from this uh from this show like this is where <laughs> stuff is really kind of amping into high gear this is like a sure. really climactic you want to feel good about the fighting fight scenes yeah is, this is this is where this shows up and forces i, I can't call it to form.
0: head i can't call it to mind so i'm just imagining one of the final fantasy tactics battle themes. it's it, it's close it?
1: enough i mean you, you have the basic idea it's just yeah, it's yeah. well composed and it gives sure. you that high energy feeling good about combat vibes it is very distinct from fighting demons in hell. Yes. You yeah. do not get this theme when you're in hell. You get something very different, very much like atonal, and like it makes you feel menace. Yep. Um,
0: yeah. Hell, hell is a bad. Hell is a bad. <laughs> uh, but how about that? Uh, how about that intro song? <laughs> oh God.
1: I I already know how Ulysses feels about this, Zane. I want to hear your thoughts on the matter.
0: Yes. Tell, tell me why. <laughs> No, I tell will me, not. Tell me why? Why did they choose this? Put your this makes on. no sense. Aha! This '90s whiny boy rock. Yep. That's just like so screamo or like so like. I don't get it. What was the, what it's, was the
2: choice? It's '90s rock with just like random images pasted of, of guts as they flow, it's a, fly it's, by. Yeah, like,
0: it's a collage of guts poses. That, that, that's it. Hey guys, I hope you enjoy my personalized MySpace page. Like, what is this? It doesn't work on its own. It doesn't work with the show. And it doesn't work with the character. Alfred, what do you think about the it intro? It is
1: independently beautiful.
2: <laughs> and I love it so much. <laughs> Why? This is, this, this, is is like me, this is like me and the B1s. We're like... I love them and I can't explain why. And I know the, the they're bad. Roger Roger I think you guys, know it's bad it's too. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: it. I don't know that it's bad. Like it's I, again, this is this is unfair, like against my biases, because like I can't view it in isolation anymore. I only like whenever I <laughs> hear is, it, I'm just Stockholm like, Syndrome. So excited! Like I'm so, so excited to see Guts and have him do that. He does that great. Po- like one of the. Sixty or so images that they show is him with the hand on the hip and like the the sword over his shoulder. It looks so
0: good. Proto Jojo's posing. It's it's a little
1: bit Jojo's. Yeah, it's a little bit Jojonian.
0: But uh, so you know how, like, a lot of times at the end of episodes, like it'll be credits and then there'll be a little bit of an extra scene. Mm Hmm. I tried to skip over this intro whenever possible, but then before this intro starts, there's like a flashback scene, and then Mm -hmm. before that, there's this guy talking about fate. Yep. About halfway through the series, that bit before the actual theme song was new stuff that wasn't just recap, and I did not realize <laughs> that. And I was like, "Oh, where are
2: we now? Why is this happening?" Uh, so they could have structured it a little better.
1: I'll I'll admit that it's pretty totally inconsistent with yes. the rest of the show. But just I just get to two don't, minutes in. I just don't every give time. a shit. It's it, the B ones. It, it sounds like,
0: so good to me. Yeah. What is the nature of fate? Last time on. Do, 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 do. Tell me why do, 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 tell do, 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 do,
1: do. me why ding, 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 ding.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great. I <laughs> don't know what
1: you say. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will be
0: wrong. Oh, the um that intro speech, the the in the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. They <laughs> so when they get to the Brain Dracula, um his his name is Void, I think.
1: It is. Yeah, they're all made, named after
0: like science fiction authors. They use the same voice actor f- to do the intro thing. Sure. That's not supposed to be just like Void is telling us about the nature of fate, but that's how I read it um, huh. when when Void showed up. Um, but that that was not intentional. They you think just it was just like,
1: like omnipotent narrator, narrator voice? Yeah, they yeah, just yeah that's just really like the guy, guy. guy was around. Okay, I think it makes sense in either. Either, you can, either way I, I
0: love that idea. I was like, "Oh, he's in charge of everything."
1: Yeah. yeah, it makes sense to me. Like that, the person talking about fate is one of the agents of "quote unquote" fate, which again doesn't get that fleshed out in this anime, but is a broader theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty into it. I, I think that the I think that all of the tracks in this are excellently like considered not always easily incorporated that overdramatic romantic guts theme is a little (laughs) hard to incorporate into actual people talking to each other Mm because it's just too overdramatic and the weird you know moaning is Mm -hmm. is a little a little hard to connect everything with
2: I, i i find it that totally inconsistent with you know low medieval fantasy right like
1: sure but like i mean you know there is a lot of philosophy behind this and in guts more vulnerable moments he does come off as kind of a warrior poet sure it's yeah. it makes sense with the character but it's just like a bridge too far yeah it's it sort of stumbles over it the
0: warrior poet thing came out you know in between big battle like two or three episode chunks he would be standing on a hill and talking to Costca or judo or somebody and, like, philosophizing, and then he's right back to the action. And it it really did a lot to flesh him out as not just this murder machine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really like any moment that there's, like, a particular line that sticks in your head of, like, oh, that's a really good way to express this concept. Like, mm. where uh, Guts has that the fire one— speech. Oh, like the bonfire kind of things where like you can almost from this distance see uh, all all the individual people's dreams, which is another good moment where we see like Guts knows his men very well. Mm -hmm. Like where he's like, oh, Gaston wants to become a tailor. This is why he blah, 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 you know. But he he talks about like kind of all the different dreams kind of getting swept up in this roaring bonfire of Griffith's gigantic dream, Mm -hmm. which is a neat way to put it. There's a different moment where Guts says, I would rather fight to preserve my life than live it. Which, yeah. you know, that has huh. been expressed many times, but that's a very cool way to yeah. encapsulate the entire idea. I don't particularly remember that, but it's a good line. He, there are a couple moments where they say vaguely that idea. Yeah. Like, there, yeah. there is kind of a wor- warrior poetry to this entire setting. Maybe it's somehow in line with the idea of, um, you know, this has to be to some sort of purpose. And so these people who are putting their lives on the line, they they need to believe that it's going to be for uh, to some end. And so they try to make meaning out of nothing yeah Mm -hmm. there's a there's a really good one uh when Griffith is having his flashback of like he wants to go to the castle with all his friends and all of his friends are like they don't follow him there and then he realized that he's been walking over the corpses of his friends to get to the castle and (laughs) and he's like I didn't mean for this to happen I didn't mean for it to go this way um I wanted to. I want to take another road, and like the person who's talking to him, like the the fortune teller or whatever, says, "Oh, child, this is the only road that goes there." Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: I, I never heard yeah. that one. Now,
0: yeah, yeah. This uh, I, I don't know if it was in the anime or if I just read it from a synopsis of the of the manga, where it's like, "Well, you've been sacrificing your men for power this whole time. How is trading them up to demons any different?"
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like and he makes that a he's he's kind of been making this concession in small ways since the beginning. He's always known this. He just mm-hmm. hasn't admitted to himself yeah. that they are nothing more than pawns.
2: Yep. He's trying to pretend otherwise. He's
1: trying to pretend that he's human, but he he is no longer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is which is which is very cool, and it works with his character. Uh, yeah. One other point of kind of I, I didn't mention it, but I really like the color palette in all these different scenes because. Whenever we are dealing with kind of just general military doctrine stuff, you know, generally blue skies, generally like uh, the battlefields might be kind of desert-like or yep. like really chaotic, but they they generally are in lighter colors because it's during the daytime because you have to have battles in lighter. Yep. Color, well, in, also because
0: day. this is the only time when guts can see clearly.
1: That's not bad either. Um, however, whenever we're fighting like a demon or going through some really difficult stuff, they really tone like. They put the dimmer switch like to eleven. Mm-hmm. You get a ton of like chiaroscuro kind of shading on everyone's faces, flickering in that like torchlight an and stuff. That's not an improvement. Yeah. Pl- plot, um, plot
0: progression happens during the day. Character progression happens during sunset. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Not
1: bad. yeah, that's not so bad either. Uh, but the thing, the thing about the color palette is that in those moments, it's all like red and black. Yeah. So like when they're fighting the demon for the first time, when they're fighting Nosferatu Zod, it's not a bright lit you know, kind of battlefield, yeah. line up our soldiers and have at it for the glory of our kingdom. It is like, this is a nightmare. I'm in a horror movie. I yep. ha- I can't, I have to get out. Yeah. they It's like, so
2: claustrophobic. Remember when they're going down the hall and they can't see it's all dark and they just like pass bloody bodies. Yeah. That like Zod is left behind. Yeah. As they enter the room. To they're just, him. they're just broken and yeah. thrown
1: with dis- disregard. And that of course that all leads up to that gigantic, like pillar of meat hand yeah. eclipse moment.
2: Yeah, I will say I thought the animation is rough, but the art is fabulous. Because the art like is the coming actual, from a
1: excellent manga, right? Yeah, right. the
2: actual panels and, like, you know, they do a lot of panning shots across a single scene. But, like, the, the details itself, like, backgrounds look great and the characters look great. And like, the designs are awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to eventually reading it. That's mm.
1: what uh, made it a little bit easier to stomach the still shots of, like, uh, of, uh, like you know... Guts will be like swinging a sword, and then we see the moment of impact in the still shot. And the yeah. still shot itself is very good. What I could have done without is this thing that they keep doing with the camera on the still shot, where they like kind of twist it and pan in several times.
0: <laughs> just, just to, with, just like, to pat it. Yeah.
1: That's what I mean. That's what I feel. Though they're trying to convey <laughs> motion that is not capably that that it can't capably do with animation. So they're trying to do it with a still frame with sound effects and a camera rotation. And I, I feel Not like it <laughs> doesn't quite get to the point that I need it to be at. Yeah.
0: I think it was as effective as you could do it if that's the technique you decided to use. Right. Sure, yeah. And we know
1: that it's somewhat low budget, right? Yeah. So they're doing it, the best they can. They're doing the best they can with what they have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, hey, accept it. Like, I've, I've never do loved you like this. He-Man? like I've never loved this series <laughs> for the animation quality. Yes. You know? Yes. I've loved it for the character writing. Yes. And
2: the themes. Agree. I like how beefy he is. <laughs> there, there's some beef boy. He just gets beefier as his show goes on, too. Like, oh yeah, well,
0: yeah, because he's working harder.
2: Yeah. I like and, he, and the
0: one arm is lifting for two, because the other one's a, a you know, repeater crossbow now.
2: <laughs> I, I sort of like how he starts off as like this is this is a big strong dude. He's like a bodybuilder, right? And then by the end of it he's this impossibly like thick <laughs> man, right? Yeah,
0: Cap- Captain America Rob Liefeld, kind of you know, yeah.
2: refrigerator side, he looks like the the guys from Gears of War or something. Oh, like yeah. they just you just impossibly he's, gigantic.
1: He's uh Chris uh uh, Chris from Resin- Redfield from, from Resident, Resident Evil, Evil Five punching that gigantic boulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'll punch it out of the way.
2: That's uh, something guts would do.
1: That's absolutely something. I'm pretty sure he's done it on multiple occasions <laughs> Just to some degree.
0: So overall, like, this show has a lot going for it. I think once... I, I think the the media, like, this, this property has more going for it than this specific iteration. But mm-hmm. among the other ones that I've heard about, I think this is probably one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. If you're not just looking at the original.
1: The thing that I think is more impactful in this than in any, any other, like, anime or movie presentation that I've seen is that the people putting the anime together had a really good idea of how to kind of uh, emphasize all of the uh, that main theme that I was talking about of attachment being weakness and sacrifice being progress like those two Mm -hmm. sides of it I I think that I I read somewhere that they added more emphasis onto some of those things because the anime was truncated to just this part sure sure and that is the big message that they are trying to get across with Griffith's transformation is like you have to sacrifice everything to transcend humanity It was effective
3: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah i feel like i i want to watch one of the animated bits that do the following arc just to get some closure I, even if i i can understand it won't be that good i just want to see something
1: yeah it's you might be disappointed it is I, still ongoing I, I
2: understand i will be disappointed but like, okay i need i need something
1: yeah it, it is it is hard to leave with just as just that i yeah. i may have stockholm I may have not Stockholm syndrome. I may have like justified to myself that yes, this is a complete story. I don't need more than this. I would love more than this. Yeah. I just I I, I can't get it in any other. I can only get it from the source. Like I I don't know if I could get it in any other format that would feel. Yeah, you're, uh, you're looking forward
0: to the live action multi movie franchise starring Shia LaBeouf.
1: Yeah, everything else would just be like methadone. Like it just wouldn't mm-hmm. be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be up to snuff. Um. There's a a couple kind of internet. Uh, facets of this show that I, I want to bring to mind yeah, mm-hmm. do tell. Uh, the first one is that the DVD for this anime came with a blooper reel, which is somewhat infamous.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: How does that work?
2: Go on uh,
1: it is is just I mean like any blooper reel, it's just the voice actors dicking around the the English ah. dubbers kind of you know dubbing over the sillier kind c- c- some of the scenes in uh, in a silly voice that does like references. Like mm-hmm. it'll close up on Griffith's face, and instead of just silence and that uh, Enya music, mm-hmm. it'll be uh, Griffith kind of whispering in a in a kind of cheeky voice, like "Come here, mini me, I love you." <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it doesn't age well, and <laughs> I hate looking at it now. I tried to watch it again; it didn't go well. Uh-huh. Um, you have to. I think you have to love the show less than I do <laughs> in order to get something sure. out of it. <laughs> But uh, it's, it is it is there, and I a lot of people love it. And, you know, I, I think that is part of its... It's part of the set 1997 anime's weird legacy. Sure. It plays yeah. the blue for real. The other thing is the meme, Griffith did nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, God. It's not as bad as you think. It is mostly used ironically. Yeah, he a lot
2: wrong. I, I guess I'm a fan of Empire did nothing wrong, and like... <laughs>
1: Well, it's, it's fun to think about like what it's in in that kind of wicked sort of way of what if the villain was the good guy? It, it's sort and, you know, there's there's precedent in this in, in, in fiction. Um, famously, Merchant of Venice has the main bad guy, you know, anti-Semitic as it may be. I don't know anything about Merchant of Venice. Uh, uh, Shylock.
2: I would
0: love to summarize the plot for you. Maybe in a, <laughs> Maybe next in a brief thirty-minute. I should have gotten started
1: on Shakespeare. I apologize. But so the, the
0: reason the main character is the Merchant <laughs> what, Antonio
1: and not
2: Shylock. <laughs> the
1: the villain is uh you know is 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 not you know he's clearly the villain he's clearly the bad guy
0: he's a Jewish moneylender okay. who wants to be given back what he gave to somebody
1: he's not but without. he's jewish
0: so he's the bad guy
1: they do it so he's the bad guy and that's clearly the way the plot progresses but they could if they just wanted to make him the villain they wouldn't have needed to personalize him so much yeah. they wouldn't have needed to make us empathize with him so much so yeah, like
0: not, ha, do we not bleed that's do, where the comes the, from. that's
1: where the uh hmm. the, the famous line of like do i if you prick me do i not bleed like do you even see me as human i mostly mm-hmm. know that
2: one from short circuit
1: I, is that the one where the plane comes alive?
2: Oh, no, there's a dumb-looking robot that comes
0: alive.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Fair um,
0: enough. And uh, fun fact, Merchant of Venice uh, ends with Shylock being taken off to uh, be executed, because um, that's just kind of how they rolled. But, but because it's I, a
1: comedy, everyone gets married.
0: Well, everyone gets married, and because it was a little dark, like like he's cast as the villain, but he's he is sympathetic. Um, when my Shakespeare camp did it, instead of... Um, Killing him, we had him off in the corner doing a little violin solo, and then we did like the the Havanaghia, you know, circle dance with the with the chair. Oh, yeah. It was a little mixed. It my was a little daughter confused. And my docket, and my daughter, <laughs> yeah. and my pound of flesh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I only remember Richard Benish in like the barest terms. <laughs> uh, but it flowed a, better than I'm describing it. But
1: it's that villain, like that humanize the villain kind of approach to storytelling that makes me really admire a work of art. Mm. And they humanize Griffith. They They give him depth. They give him depth that you can relate to. Like he wants to attain this greatness. He knows that he has to sacrifice some stuff. He does feel the costs of those sacrifices. Sure. And then he becomes something that doesn't.
0: Yep. And like I said earlier, you can con yourself into believing he's doing the right thing right up until the... the yeah, because he yeah. does a
2: good job of selling it, right? It, it yeah. was
1: basically until he got you want to, to, to that believe. point of uh, sleeping with Charlotte that I was convinced, I think. I think that once he did that and you see him just, like, kind of becoming undone uh, in, in, that, yeah. in that moment and taking it out on someone, that I started viewing him with some more skepticism. Yeah. But, uh... But, but but that that is the basis of the meme of Griffith did nothing wrong is sure. that people can commiserate with him and they can have you know interesting discussions online at which point the you know whoever else is in the conversations would be like oh so well what you're saying is he did nothing wrong and the person would be like no of course that's not what I mean <laughs> sure sure everyone says everyone uses the <laughs> phrase ironically
0: um, yeah yeah like. We all understood that Walter White at the end of Breaking Bad was not a good guy, but then, then some one. of us kind of forgot, and uh, <laughs> we yeah. kind of should be remembered. <laughs> yeah, he, he remembering that—that's
2: how that works. He's
1: just a cool dad trying to take care of his kid. I just, <laughs> no problem.
0: Hate
2: Griffith so much. Yeah, he's, he, he, he killed everything I loved. Yeah, I, yeah. Love yeah,
1: I know.
0: Poor yeah. Pippin. I didn't think we were going to talk about uh, Merchant of Venice in this. Um, <laughs> so good on that. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I didn't give you more time to like
0: do it. And good on Berserk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love this this show so much. I've watched it so many times, and Mm. I think... I know I've said it many times, but, like, the triumvirate of central characters, I think that all of those arcs are interesting, and you can read so much into them in, like, the nature of what attachment does to a person and what happens when those attachments are broken. I think that Mm is just very cool.
0: I think that, like, this is a well enough done show and there's enough like meat on the bones of this show um, that a lot of people can find something that they would really enjoy in it. I do think it's a fairly rare person who loves all of it. Um, I, I Those points of friction for me it's a lot easier to like this show in retrospect than while I'm watching it just because sure. it's so much breezier now. I won't say at the I love time, all like, of it. <laughs> watch, watching Hills for you know five minutes at a stretch is not that engaging for me. Right, yeah. and then when the turn when the interesting stuff does come, I'm, I'm kind of checked out.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: I won't say I loved all of it. Like I think that the 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 middle bits really drag their feet. Um, I think that you could have paced it differently. You could still have like a, you know, instead of a twenty sec twenty episode lead up to that five second five episode finale, you could have like a thirteen or fourteen episode lead up, and I think that would have maybe played a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I don't regret any of the, like I don't think that any. You could have truncated it some more for for the sake of pacing. I don't feel like I wasted any time that I spent with it. Well,
2: I uh, like I think there was definitely some padding, like like Zane was saying, just panning over hills for 20 seconds to make the episode last 20 minutes. That's just how anime
1: was in the 80s. Yeah, and it's not good, right? <laughs> like we don't need that. Right. I could
2: truncate that, but I don't want to truncate any of the stuff that happened, like any of the actual like characters talking or battles or whatever. Like I I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. It was sad to see it go. <laughs>
1: What what uh what was some of your favorite parts, uh, watching it?
2: The, the the hundred man fight was very good. I recall the, I guess the battle where like they get attacked by the cavalry. It doesn't doesn't the demon throw a sword to guts? Yes. That that one I remember a lot as like they have to they're they're gonna lose and they have to pull something out to like get out and win.
1: And that's another very bare moment of foreshadowing of like, oh demon's still here. Yep. Demons are still Yeah thing. he showed
2: up in nowhere and gave Guts a sword. Yeah like why? For what purpose? I liked,
0: I liked one of those uh one of the Gosh. first um encounters with guts where you know he's he's in the Band of the Hawk but he's still reluctant and he's he's covering their their rear guard. Yeah, the like and first he mission t- he goes on. Yeah, he takes on a bunch of guys on horses and then he, they get they get to go away, and you know he's telling the kid like, "Go on without me. I'll take care of them." And he's like, "Why am I doing that?" And then they come back, and he's like, "Why are you doing that?" Uh, <laughs> like no <laughs> one knows very, why they're doing what they're doing. They're just just a very earnest. Like you can see this character, you know, tear down his own walls in a way that's uh, not not always done as effectively.
1: That's another good line that Griffith has at one point where Griffith comes back for him and. Guts says, why'd you come back for me? And Griffith's like, I don't know. Like, it, and it's like the only time when he doesn't have a reason doesn't to do it. An yeah. you doesn't in my have an answer. He doesn't have an answer. He doesn't have a reason. It doesn't further a purpose. He doesn't know why he did it.
3: Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm saying is like every time I go back through it, everything, see else. you see it differently Very in literary. the context of the entire overarching kind of relationship and it colors it. I should like, watch it by. again
2: sometime. I don't know yeah. when that'll be, but sometime.
1: Yeah, when you do, let me know. I'd be interested to continue kind of discussing it. I think there's a lot there.
0: But I think that's enough uh, discussing it for now, uh, because there's a lot in there. Yeah. Wait, two random things. Oh, bring it.
2: Bath fight scene. (laughs) <laughs> yup
0: Chris, Chrissy was kind of like half paying attention And when like she tuned in halfway through that she, oh, Can you go back a bit? I, how did they get here? <laughs> Why are they doing this? Let mama watch
2: So so Guts comes back to like the castle where they're staying And Griffith is naked Taking a bath by the well and they have a splash fight Ah oh, care to join me Guts They giggle and have a splash flash fight
1: It's amazing It's like and it, That's one of those moments where like there's other shows that you can interpret, if you wanted to, in a homoerotic way.
2: This one is, you don't need to you, interpret it. You can't interpret they're, it any other they're way. I'm telling you that.
1: Yeah, there's no other way to parse this than these guys are
2: real... Hot for each other. Real hot. Hot to, to trot. They're real hot to trot. <laughs> Second. Yeah. Guts chopping logs. <laughs> oh, with them
1: oh. the going over the waterfall? Yes. Like, this is how I train. <laughs> So it takes <laughs>
0: three hours gathering a bunch of logs, put them all. because yes,
2: his... like you we, we watch, you're like, oh like <laughs> he chops logs. But like, how long did it take him to get the logs up there? He has to set up this process. It's also for, part like, of his training. Ten seconds of chopping at logs. <laughs>
0: I like the idea that like a lumberjack told him, like, yeah, we you know, we cut we cut logs in half to to train our strength and he's like, Gotcha. But it didn't occur to him to like put like a block down on a stump yeah. and chop it with an axe. He's just like, Okay, over Throw the wall. <laughs> It, it, it
1: almost kind of makes sense because the things that he's going to be fighting are demons and like... He's... He doesn't know that. It makes no sense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: you got me there. He, he was like poet philosophizing but he did it a little too hard. Like, if a tree falls in the forest... Yeah, what yeah. does happen? What does happen? What if I cut it? <laughs> I hit it with my sword. <laughs> he's got one verb. Yeah. D-
1: what, one other nice thing, like a little bit of like visual storytelling is that every time he sleeps he is upright and clutching his sword. Yeah. he is already He's always ready to fight pursuers off. And it goes back to that moment when he was taken advantage of as a child.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Ooh, uh, third thing, the cloak <laughs> game is real strong. In this oh, show. Guts' cloak is amazing. They, they, they all have awesome cloaks. Whenever it's good, like, yeah, Guts looks so cool. Mm-hmm. When he does the assassination mission, he's got the cloak on and, like, the big And the hat. Yeah. He got that little Robin Hood hat. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm oh yeah F- fa- fa- Fashion Souls is strong here
1: Fashion Souls is so good and, and I love I, like again I love how they cosplay like halfway through the through the thing to be like at a fancy ball and like all of
0: them look so out of place put on doublets
1: <laughs> I, oh, man, I do love my, Guts' is, like
0: robe like <laughs> double.
1: One of my favorite moments is during one of those balls that like everybody is talking to Griffith and he's like please my tales of combat would be far too barbaric for the likes of you and like you know like, four women crowding around him because he's Hot shit. And he looks out the window and Guts is standing there with his arms crossed, looking coyly back at him, and <laughs> Griffith, for the first time in the night, smiles. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, lots to recommend. Oh, yeah. Yep, I love this show so much. Um, thank you guys for joining me to kind of kind of go through it. I know that this is like a little bit unstandard, and I think I probably talk too much.
0: Hmm. No, I definitely felt like I interrupted uh, Ulysses especially, so I, <laughs> I I didn't realize how many opinions I
2: had on this. Yeah.
1: It is an opinionative show.
2: I'm just glad you guys wanted to do it, because after doing Clone Wars, I wanted to come on again, and I was like, oh, you guys should do Berserk, and Relifer, you're like, no, we're not going to do Berserk, and then you're like, we're doing Berserk. <laughs> well, Zing so, wanted to do it, and yeah.
1: I had not realize that he hadn't seen it before. Yeah,
2: yeah. That worked
1: out. <laughs> I had assumed that he already had. And it's like, oh, we're, we're just going to talk about how great it is. But I'm so glad that Zane you haven't come to it before, so you have all these opinions that I didn't, I didn't really ever think of because I kind of just it's in my memory as this is extremely good, so I can't view it any other way.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it you know, it all 90s anime to me like everything pales in comparison to Yu Yu Hakusho, and I'm I've never quite got quite gotten past that. Um, this, if I had come to it younger, would probably be held in higher regard than it does now. That said, at some point, I'll probably go back and read the manga and be very happy about that nice. choice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ulysses, thank you for
2: joining us. Yeah. I'm Do glad you to have be.
1: any? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm dragging this out. Do you have any kind of 90s anime that is just kind of on a pedestal? I didn't for get
2: you? to anime until like college. Mm. Okay. And so I, I watched all of you, Hakusho, and I don't remember any of it.
1: You, d- you did uh, recently finish. The fourth season of JoJo's Bizarre, but I've, I've infected you with the JoJo. Uh, I'm
2: in anime now, but I didn't the JoJo. Back
1: then. Okay,
2: historically, and again, I tried to watch Berserk and gave up the first time because <laughs> the show is definitely rough. I've in worn it down by talking about cartoons for five it's, years. It's rough in a lot of ways. Yes, that is. But I, I came to terms with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: do you have any? I know, now I want to kind of play Dark Souls
2: again. Sorry, what was that, Zane? No, I kind of want to play Dark Souls again. You should always play Dark Souls again. <laughs>
1: Wow. I, i've been kind of i've wanted to do a guts build i now want to do a Geralt build that's good too. <laughs> it is also good for fashion souls uh ulysses do you oh. have any internet presence that you'd like to plug
2: so glad you asked i would like to tell everybody to tune in to a future episode of the carton cast when i convince these guys to do the last season of the clone wars which starts february 23rd
1: Ooh! and i'm extremely <laughs>
2: excited about it.
1: <laughs> ah i'm gonna have to watch the rest of it now
2: uh-huh look
1: at what you've done uh-huh I'm going, to watch that. I'm going to have to watch that stupid Force Planet episode again. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch more of the B1s. Oh, yeah.
0: Roger. Oh, it's not on Netflix anymore, though. You're going to have to get Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I have it. You can come by and watch it. Sorry, okay. okay, I'll probably just... Whatever. No, yeah. Ben. You, Sign up month. Ben, he has offered you a very
2: nice thing. You should say, Roger, Roger. <laughs> That's the only... Okay, so listen. I'm at work. We use Slack. You can send giffies on Slack. Someone says something in the Team Slack channel. At the exact same moment, both me and my manager reply with the Roger Roger Giphy of the (laughs) V1s instantaneously. Uh, I'm in the right place.
0: You are. You are. All Uh, right. All right. Um, Well, then, why are we watching Lloyd in Space next time?
1: Uh, This was too good, and Osmosis (laughs) Jones was too interesting, so we needed to watch something dumb and boring. Uh, So we're watching Lloyd in Space, (laughs) which is a bad (laughs) Disney show. I watched about I five minutes like,
0: of the first episode earlier. Yeah? It's it's so generic. <laughs> yeah,
1: Berserk looks pretty good next to, <laughs> next to Lloyd in space, I gotta say. That's one thing mm-hmm. you could say about Berserk. Next to Lloyd in space, shines like a diamond. Does, does that know. mean anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and Zane, what are we doing after that?
0: Well, Ben, we have one slot left before we get into, uh, you know, we have a few other things planned out for around episode 150 and a couple of prior engagements to deal with. So I wanted to pick something that just came to me fortuitously, and I was at um, my in-laws' this uh, over Christmas for a a little bit, and I sat down with some of the nephews. You know, they're pretty young and they're watching TV, and so I watched with them, and I I, this it's strangely engaging. I don't like Like, this building. Oh. This this show for little kids is actually pretty good So we're gonna Ben do you remember uh, in The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy That show within a show Dinobinoids <laughs> Kind of They made that We're gonna watch <laughs> Dino Trucks Oh okay <laughs> They're trucks that are dinosaurs
1: I thought I like You know I thought I really I thought Lloyd in Space would have gotten us back to average
0: I don't know why you're,
1: <laughs> you feel the need to swing the pendulum the other way
0: You know, I'm very busy at work. I don't want to watch more than three episodes (laughs) for any of the next few things.
1: Okay, it's making it easy for yourself. I get it. Fair enough. We're going to watch that dumb shit that you said. But first, we're going to watch Lloyd in Space. Uh, If you feel like commenting to the Cartoncast, you can go to our Facebook page. If you have anything to say about dino trucks or Lloyd in space please go there and leave a comment and let us know what you think um if you want to check out the other shows in the network you can go to our website fancybat.com to check
0: out shows such as empowered which has ulysses on a couple soon
1: yeah yeah uh it's got him on a couple of those out there there are a lot of fun and uh
0: that is what i said Um, Ulysses, are you going to start a a podcast where you talk about all the Clone Wars stuff that we didn't get to?
2: Oh, maybe I should do that, like, episode by episode, deep dive in Clone Wars. Yeah, you don't have (laughs) enough going on right now,
0: Yeah, Yeah, you're not
2: busy. Yeah, I got all that free time. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: kind of am interested in you doing, like, a small blog kind of thing for it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah if you feel like going to our group website you can check out the other shows on the network you can go to our contact page to leave a recommendation for shows that we should check out which apparently is clone wars again at some point <laughs> uh if you want to give us a rating or review on apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it we want to know what you think of the show and more than more than anything else please tell your friends about the show
0: ulysses the the newest star wars came out in between the last episode of ours and and this one what were your thoughts
2: on that uh Rise of is a skywalker yeah I thought it was the best of the sequel trilogy, and upon completion, my estimation of the prequel trilogy went up, and sequel trilogy went down. That Interesting. Is, that is mm-hmm.
1: a very strange
0: rubric. Mm-hmm.
1: That, that is somehow
2: the only take I have not yet heard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody else has very strong opinions. How many Luke drinking milk scenes does it
2: have? None, Luke's dead. Right, so that's I, that's it. all I need to know.
1: <laughs>
0: Berserk
2: got him. Or guts. Uh, <laughs> <No, no, laughs> no, do to weird. call him Berserk. Oh, no. Leia, Leia summoned the eclipse. Do you think Ashley Eckstein has a voice line? Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Huh.
2: I think. Mm. I think she's in it. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah.
1: I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are we going to fade out on some Enya? Or what? Did we have a plan here? <laughs>
1: uh...
2: Just play the intro again. Yeah, please. I want to hear it again. I love it so much. Who can say what your heart says
3: As your time And who can say